Welcome to Movie Marathon. We are here on episode number, I don't know, of our Die Hard on a Blank <laughs> series run. Uh, we hey. are here. What? Huh? Huh? I'm just, it's episode six, and I six? am really excited. And I'm pretty excited, too. Because you know what? It's Die Hard on a Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, when, it, when it's not a hat on a hat, it's a Die Hard on a Die Hard. Yeah. Um, yeah we're here to talk about um, the... I'm not going to use the term classic, but uh, the 2018 rock vehicle uh, skyscraper, which is a, a wonderful amalgamation of Chinese funding, uh, the towering inferno, <laughs> and Die Hard. <laughs> so, and spoiler alert: it all pays off. <laughs> I've seen this movie twice in my life now, and I fucking loved it both times. <laughs> you did actually. You gave this a way better score than I thought. <laughs> So and, 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 and to its credit, this was a better movie than I gave it credit for at the onset. So I, I'm I'm happy yes. I was wrong. I, I didn't give it as high I score wanna, as you, but but I definitely I feel I want to bail on the podcast now and just take that as a win. Because <laughs> I know this is not a well loved movie. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I expected, which is probably not something we should say before we talk for probably what's gonna be two hours about a movie. <laughs> oh don't worry my enthusiasm it will carry any negativity you have i was pleasantly surprised i was pleasantly surprised by this i I will say that and i've uh i also spent the day uh hanging out with my wife uh day drinking and so i probably was a good primer for me to come on and talk about a uh, movie i spent my lead up to this at a uh, 12 year old girl's birthday party (laughs) Terrific. so i'm trying to sober up because i am just smashed was it kelly's birthday uh no, my stepdaughter Bryn. Oh okay, um, I thought she was old. I thought no no no, Grayson, uh, your your uh, yeah, stepson yeah, he's, old, 13, he's older. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she is she is turning twelve. Um, we'll tell her happy week. birthday. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go break in the room right now <laughs> and scream. Uh, Mommy, Mr. Mike worries. is drunk. Oh, I'll, again. I'll, I'll carry the I'll, I'll carry the laptop in and. Hi, <laughs> right, what's going on? Happy birthday! What are you doing? Happy birthday! Uh, You're wonderful. No, no, you never dope. forget them. This is the best year of your life. It was a delightful party. And then afterwards, we went out to dinner and I had a few pretty strong beers. So <laughs> I was I was, I was, uh, you know, on point for the party. The, uh, the background of your, your Zoom kind of looks like it's a Domino's pizza bathroom. I don't know. Why. <laughs> I guess it's pizza. Hut. You can't you can't drink at a uh, Domino's. Look, I I did not get a ride home, so I'm in the Chuck E. Cheese bathroom recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day about that, and they said, you can't ever have an adult birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. And I said, that's not true, because we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I missed that. I was not there for oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah, it was Jay's 20... 20- Which is devastating. <laughs> birthday or 22nd birthday? Gosh. I wasn't invited. Uh, that's all I know. Uh, you were probably... Doing something more important. Was def- yeah, I was definitely just not in town for like uh, no, no, that, that was still when when we had to time everything around everybody being in town for holidays, uh, because of either college or family, and that was the only way to make it yeah. everybody get together. Um no, that was weird because that was also the same place I had my sixth birthday. <laughs> so I uh <laughs> I also remember getting a Super Nintendo in that same uh Chuck E. Cheese. Six years in nineteen in nineteen eighty nine. It's, it's a hell of a memory. Maybe it was se- maybe I was seven. But yeah. So we're talking uh, about Skyscraper. No, seven. Skyscraper. <laughs> so I also got the game F-Zero and I got um, um, 
you know Man, that uh, game has aged poorly oh <laughs> uh, yeah i played it on on carter's uh, uh switch and it's really shitty it's actually pretty hard because <laughs> like, it's still it's badly just, i know like the 3d graphics were like revolutionary but it's yeah. impossible to play yeah it's really hard i i did not enjoy it i was like oh carter's is gonna be the best game we played three rounds of it i'm like this fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah there's none of the good memories of 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 how games have gotten so much better that it actually has ruined when you try and go back and play old games yeah, it's almost like Atari games are more playable now than like yes, because they're simplistic Super Nintendo they're... games because it's so basic. Whereas like the sh- like this poor graphics are just like, well, it's bad graphics, and that was when they introduced too many buttons or started putting a lot of buttons onto uh, controllers, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like there was actually some variability, and it wasn't just like a press A and you jump, press B and you duck. It was like <laughs> you got into some like variations of it, and it just just didn't work. So skyscraper. Now, I have an important Great question. Super Nintendo game. <laughs> it is a great Super Which Nintendo. I will say there is a point in this in this movie where it does become a little bit like you're watching somebody play a video game. Um yeah, it it is. It's just like it's just like three or four action set pieces like straight in a row. And and, and that like look, look, that's fine. <laughs> that's what I signed up for. I I went to go see what was obviously an updating of Die Hard with some other elements thrown in with The Rock. And and the biggest thing I love about this movie, it's an hour and like 40 minutes, which means it's probably like an hour and 35 without credits or something. And like that's what these movies that's should be. That's all it needs to be. Like So there's no like superfluous stuff. So even the stuff in it that's not working 100%, it's not like you're stuck in 15 minutes of like something not working or like, like so one of like the biggest things I have with movies as I get older. And some of this is just like, you know, I'm like busy. I have kids and a job. And like, so if you Piece want me shit. to commit a certain amount of time to your movie, like, I'm, like don't waste my time. And like, I don't mean that in the sense like you can't have a movie be slow. Like you can have a three hour long movie. And if it really like builds up to something worthwhile, like awesome. Great. Just these like action movies. Like I, I, I don't know. I heard something about the news. John Wick is like two and a half hours long or like something crazy. Too long. Like, yep. Not uh, yeah. Like, too long. If you're making that movie and it's over two hours, like, man, you got to go look in the mirror and figure out what you're doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> because you're doing it wrong like there's no need for that like um it's it's gonna be better cut like cutting more down is gonna make it better like almost every action movie is better when you make it shorter so uh, i don't don't know i just really appreciate it i mean could we've done like so many that have gotten bloated well even john wick too john wick too i'm like yeah, we were, I was watching John Wick 2 a couple weeks ago. It was just on TV. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's the stuff when they're in Italy. There's a lot of cool action sequences. I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay, it's like the first 45 minutes of the movie. And then I'm like, oh, no, there's still like another hour after yeah, those all movies. of that. And yeah, I, mean, gotta, I love John Wick when those movies get crazy bloated. They do. And I like, you know, I do like the movies, but it's just like, I don't have two hours. And it's just, it's trying to be too much of an epic. And it's like, you don't need to do that. It's okay. Like, you can kind of just focus on all the fun set pieces and yeah cool yeah, guns exactly. and you're 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 you got a recipe just go with that and it's like less is more in leave more to my imagination like you don't need to so 
you don't need to color in the like this world so much just leave like the outline of it so like my brain makes it cooler than you could ever possibly really make it by defining it uh, yeah that's a that's true i think of a lot of action movies why they worked in the 1980s was uh and 90s was they don't focus too much and actually giving you context they kind of this is why again this is i always say this that's why i love predator you don't get any screen time really doing any exposition or build up of character. You just get dumped right into the whole, the whole action sequence and it just kick kicks off and goes and everybody stops and they don't focus. You get bits and pieces of exposition as you go, but they never, I, I, it's a weird to say this. I'm probably giving it way too much credit. It's a tight movie because nothing superfluous is in the movie. They just, they give you exactly what you need. Nothing more. Yeah, and, then- and, you, and, and it's, just the right amount of, of background to give you some character details without without overdoing it. So, like, what you need is a hard thing to define, but yeah, it's, a, it's such a fine line between too much and too little. And the action movies that are classics are the ones that get that right. Uh, yep, and we'll be covering some more of those actually on this run. I think we still have uh, Speed and Cliffhanger. And Passenger 57 mm. left to do. Ooh. So. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Navy <laughs> Seals. <laughs> right, wow, we are, I, I, I got to figure out a run where we can do Navy Seals. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I think um, we're going to tie it into um, our uh, military appreciation week that we're going to do on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to watch um, we're going to watch uh, Zero Dark Thirty. We're going to watch um uh, invasion usa four times in a <laughs> row and then we're gonna watch uh wow quite the spectrum there All well right. so I, went, skyscraper. I went 2018 skyscraper. so i <laughs> i think we should not ignore is that we both at least watched the first 20 minutes of the anna nicole smith <laughs> movie from we, we both tried <laughs> both tried i was like i got i was like i haven't seen this i mean honestly since i was a gross little kid and i watched this on usa thinking you're gonna see something and you never obviously do because it was usa but i remember this being on yeah. usa oh, i watched this on hbo or showtime or something so i saw everything i did not no I, this was when i was uh, a kid i uh nope this was the forbidden it made fruit. an impression because i still remember the movie today <laughs> I, I remember it too i i uh <laughs> so yeah and nicole smith made her own Die Hard on a Die Hard <laughs> in 1996 where I think she yeah, plays yeah. a <laughs> which uh, helicopter, helicopter pilot. pilot. <laughs> I did not get a lot of uh, depth. No. There was a uh, lot. No, the best is she's a helicopter pilot, but she works for Heliscorts, which is a <laughs> helicopter pilot <laughs> escort business. So she's an escort. Wait, no, is that, a helicopter no, that was, pilot right. That was escort. the name. Wait, yes. they actually yes. fly hook. Like they fly sex workers around LA. That's their. No, no, they're not sex. Well, like they're not sex workers, but they're like that's the name of it. So, like they're tech, like heliscorts, which is implying they're escorts. Of like, so. oh, okay, yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, I was like wait, insane. I didn't watch it long enough for no, this. Like, this is insane. <laughs> hey, I well, so yeah, I know I made it like 20, 25 minutes in, and like I got past the first sex scene. And I'm like, I don't think it's, it's gonna get better. Unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I I think it's time to tap out on this. Um. And then there's yeah. the whole action sequence where they ripped off clear and present danger. Uh, there's that gun battle that takes place in uh, Colombia, and uh, they they basically <laughs> shot for shot ripped that off. Except um, only male porn stars were the action action figures in this movie. <laughs> that was I think our, which, our consensus. Which also um, porn has I 
gotten better. Uh, it has, but I was waiting for Peter North to show up in this because I kept thinking that uh, um, from all the actors that are in that movie, there's no way he's just not going to be in here because all, all the guys look like they were purely hired. It's just like, hey, go get that really tan, attractive rip dude and let's go put him in this movie. He's going to shoot Newsy. <laughs> and that's that's his entire uh, that's his entire uh, role in this. So, <laughs> like in many ways, uh, porn is representative of our entire pop culture. It is. Let's in talk that... about it. It's a pandemic. <laughs> no, it's just at at that moment in time, like this is all you got. So, like, it was like, all right, like this had this is a movie that's like a softcore porn. So that's what I, I get. <laughs> and so, Anna Nicole Smith is a big star in that realm. Where yeah. similar to like at that time, like, oh, I want like a movie, like an action movie. You're like, it's whatever they're making. It's like this is what this, this is the TV like... show CBS made. So that's that's what I can watch on a Thursday night. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, this, we're this... in this world today where it's like unlimited, like porn. Like you could not possibly have an idea you were looking for and not be able to when it comes to porn and similar for like culturally as much as like we're doing a movie that's been recycled from so many ideas there's so much content it's just like like it's, it's, it's very like similar it's ideas of... it's, it's too much yeah it's like and like <laughs> you're swinging for the fences you don't have to do that on well the, and the, it's made there be like no shared content where like we can reference skyscraper a softcore porno and both like <laughs> have an idea of that uh where but like today it's like if i was like oh like i watched this movie on like netflix like there'd be a good chance like like i have never heard of that we'll never and end nobody up watching else will it and we'll never it. see it and we, we will never like yeah i will never have anyone to talk to that about because just nobody will because it's just a weird random little thing that like popped up in this place and i watched it and Netflix makes bad movies. It's unlikely too, but... anyone else. Well, well, actually, we're going to get into that in this podcast. Okay, I can't wait. Um, is this so skyscraper? Okay. Skyscraper. <laughs> so... I've said that like twenty times now. <laughs> is it Anna Nicole Smith. Okay. So twenty eighteen. <laughs> uh, I was pretty excited about this. I distinctly remember this trailer coming out, and it being like being a moment on the internet of holy shit. The Rock is doing Die Hard, but he has a prosthetic leg and has to jump off a crane into a building. <laughs> like, and like I remember, I remember it being like a big moment. People were like, "Oh my god, that looks so cool!" Like the trailer being like a big. Well, it's like, like oh, the, that looks cool. It was, it was still like a like kind of a. It's a blockbustery type movie. I think that's yeah, that's kind of where the 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 Rock butters his bread. If that makes <laughs> that makes sense. So where were you with The Rock in 2018? Um, hmm. I never followed him during wrestling, so I kind of missed that whole wave. That was by the time... I mean, I watched wrestling a bunch as a kid, but kind of by the time I got out of it, it was around the time he was starting to kind of come around and, and be a bigger deal. And then he he did some decent action movies. Like, uh, I remember the, uh, the remake he did of Walking Tall wasn't too bad. I think that was in like the late 2000s. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then um, I'm trying to think. Like, I I like the stuff he did with Kevin Hart. I mean, because it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and I think 
generally I was okay with him. I I'll be honest, I never liked the uh his character in any of the Fast and Furious. I just I don't like those movies that much. And uh well first, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, fair. Um <laughs> no, I, I it's <laughs> I, I I did not I, like I know San you're a big car guy and that that's so is they've kind of rubbed you the wrong way. For that, it seems I've I've never. I know you're not a big like Lord of the Rings person, and I know we're gonna that. we're gonna talk about that I, on this never, podcast too. I, wow! Oh. <laughs> oh yes, we are. <laughs> um, I've never, I've never quite been able to get my head around you not being into the Fast and Furious franchise because it's not about cars. Like it's not. It's a. It's a. It's just glamour yeah, it's shots. about family andrew <laughs> yeah it's true you got me it's about family <laughs> um i'm looking at uh the rocks uh letterboxd history rampage in 2018 terrible san andreas terrible central intelligence i laughed i thought it was funny disagree disagree <laughs> um i then you've not seen these movies <laughs> he, he was i will say this um he was i forgot about oh, this. Was, it was in 2013 uh he was in pain he was in pain and gain and that's a crazy movie and it's super dark, but he's actually like pretty good in that. It's kind of like a coked out bodybuilder that uh, <laughs> they commit this kidnapping and basically they all kind of get too coked up Man, and it goes, it goes the wrong way. This is hilarious. Um, we are coming from really different places on this. I did not care for Pain and Gain. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're okay. We are, on other... <laughs> we are, we are <clears throat> polar opposites when it comes to Dwayne and the Rock Johnson, apparently. <laughs> I'm not saying it's like a home run but it's like it's an interesting no i know a lot of people really love fun it. movie and like yeah um, but, but, but then it's i'm very like funny that, like that's your go-to for like yeah you know what that's the one i liked <laughs> well I, i'll say this i will say this i don't know when it came out but i i really enjoyed the first probably two seasons of ballers and i think that was again him playing more to that character of like yes kind of a broken yeah, and damaged yeah. guy and i and i actually think like okay the range can actually uh, the rock can show he has range and depth and i think i enjoyed that which you don't really get a lot of it a lot. And a lot of the bigger Hollywood stuff he's done. It's not, you just don't get a lot of his acting kind of being up there on the screen. Uh-oh. So you, so you're saying you want more, you want the rock to get pushed dramatically more. I think he has the ability. I, you just don't, you don't see him I, utilizing it much. Well, and that is one of the things I enjoyed watching this one coming off of under siege. <laughs> And watching Seagal. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, not... oh, oh, like the rock, like he can act. He could, he's a screen presence. He's like, <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm yeah. not saying he's like Daniel Day Lewis, but no, but he, he has presence like, and he, he's not he wooden. Is, <clears throat> like, yeah, he's charismatic. You know, like, he holds the screen in a way Seagal never could. <laughs> like, I mean, also I, to his credit, he also embraced not having hair, uh, which Seagal has very clearly not never done either. <laughs> So, sorry, I'm looking at your background. I know, guys. Like Seagal, and my, it's like the it looks Photoshop. The spray on here, like yeah, it it looks like <laughs> um it looks like somebody peeled back the top of his head, and like this weird matte paint hair is just kind of what was underneath. Like, like if you were if yes. you like were like re- reflooring your house, and they actually left all the carpet from the previous owners underneath the flooring, and you peel it back, and you just have this weird tuft of carpet <laughs> hair, just awful. I just I imagine am pulling back your carpet and finding like Seagal under Sweet. there. <laughs> you might. You could. Oh, Jesus. Put it back down. Actually, if I have to redo it in my house, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to uh, 
I've seen people do this sometimes just to fuck with whoever the next person is to like <laughs> do a renovation. I got to put like a Seagal face behind something. Or, yeah. <laughs> just like, cause I'm guessing if I do my math, right. He'll probably be dead by the time somebody actually finds that. So it'd be really weird for them. When they, like, yeah. Seagal <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I, I gotta, I gotta make a note to do that. All right. I love it. <clears throat> yeah, you do. All right. Um, so, you go go for it. You, you, no, no, you, I, I am I am primed for this. Podcast. You are so I I want you to take this and run with it. All right, so Fast Five, two thousand eleven. We uh we went to go see it in theater at my kind of pseudo bachelor party weekend in L A. In L A. Yeah. What um, uh what and, theater was that by the way? Oh God, I'd have to look it up. Uh, but it's it was a, a pretty nice theater. Yeah, it was um, a it was a. I felt bad. That was the first time I've ever been to a movie and I laughed at something that wasn't supposed to be funny and oh, realized I, I was agree. I was ruining it for people who oh, were like I, there I to enjoy know. it. I think things are supposed to be funny and that I mean it's fast five. Like they know it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, I, I kind of lost my shit when they hold they drag that safe through downtown uh Yeah, that's supposed uh, to be like Rio crazy, de Janeiro. Like, and yeah. they probably <laughs> killed half of the population of Rio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Rio is a pretty popular city. I'm gonna say. So Not you tell half, me, but... okay? So they they won't miss the people that 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 Vin Diesel murdered. <laughs> yeah, murder yeah, the yeah safe. that's okay. Got it. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> got it. All right, great, terrific. They just have disposable people there. Yeah, yeah. totally well, what I'm saying. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, 2011, no. <laughs> we go see The Rock. Uh, and was it Fast right. Six? Fast Five. Five. Okay. No, Fast Five, 2011. Yep. Um, and that. And so I, I had been into wrestling when The Rock um, was big into wrestling. So it always it, it does always throw me of like the transition to Dwayne Johnson. One, because the name Dwayne is just. It's, a, it's like, like nobody names their kids be, that. He should be The Rock. Like he doesn't he's not a Dwayne, which obviously he is. But like it's, he's such a massively. Meaning he should embrace he should embrace the human being. That like the rock makes so much more sense for like his. Like, I will give him like and who I will give is. him credit in this movie. He, there's not a lot of like glamour shots of him shirtless or anything. Like no, it's true. It's true. He's trying to be a little bit not. He's trying to be like a normal person in this, like as much as he can they, be for yeah. And they they play it both ways a tiny bit, but um, with some of the action stuff he does, yeah, that is I, like okay, like I can get on board with this because it's the rock. Like he can hold up a, a bridge on his own, um, but for the most part, they try to make him still like a dad, husband, and like not showcase too much. You're right, not showcase too much. Well, like huge muscles. Stallone, I, Stallone, and Schwarzenegger in the '80s, who I think, um, uh, The Rock kind of models himself as like a PG-13 kind of version of them. Um, he he kind of comes off as, as well, those guys throughout the eighties, they it's like, they would stitch in, um, what do you call it? They would stitch in scenes for having glamor shots for no good reason of like them shirtless and, and showing off and flexing and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. like the rock never really does that here, which is kind of nice. Like he's okay. He's just a normal dude. And so you kind of make it more, it makes it more plausible that, he comes from a background that he's okay. He's a fit guy. I, I get that professionally. Yeah, that he was like, sense. but also like special ops, FBI like background. Yeah, so no, like, yeah, and like, like it's, it's all plausible. Like, yeah, and he also I will, I will say to his credit doesn't have a fucking crazy accent because if for people who weren't there in the eighties <laughs> and nineties, 
Schwarzenegger spends so much time in movies just trying to justify that he's this all-American guy with this ridiculous Austrian <laughs> accent. It's like, all right, come on, guys. So that is kind of nice. You don't have to spend all this time giving exposition to to um, explain some weird. <laughs> that is just stuff. like, yeah, he just like like Van Damme and um, Universal Soldier. His exposition is that he's Cajun. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, sure. right. Like, yeah, yeah, Louisiana. sure, okay. why not? All right, sure, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's do yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like not only is it not believable, it's also insulting to people from Louisiana. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you saw that mullet in Hard Target. I'd be insulted if I were Cajun. Ooh, I don't know. I bet there were some people who were like, yeah. I Speaking like of wrestlers, mullet. that's what he looked like. Is he looked like a 1993 wrestler? Is like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He kind of he kind of looked like the British bulldog, except Cajun. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna take this as far so... off the fucking course as I can, as many opportunities as I get. Sorry. Oh, it'll be easy. Uh, no. So, uh, so post Fast Five, I'm like, holy shit! Like they like they cast The Rock in a role where he fucking like crushed it. It's awesome, and it felt like this is the next guy. This is the next huge action star. He's gonna like this guy's gonna be in our life the next twenty years. And we're going to get some like action classics from him. And it's just going to be, you're always going to like check out what the movie is, like the next movie is he's making. Like that's always going to be on your radar. And then like the next several years are kind of disappointing. Like, so he's so cartoonishly big. It's like, this is going to be the next Arnold because like Schwarzenegger could do so much but they could also play off like the comedy of that, of his size, but he could be believable as the Terminator. And it's like, Oh my God, we have another guy who can be charismatic on screen, but is also so freakishly big. (laughs) I will believe like, I believe he can do anything the way you would believe a Schwarzenegger could do anything strength wise and physically like physicality wise <clears throat> and then he doesn't like there's nothing like the fast and furious he still hobs but then i mean it's like a gi joe movie like a pain and gain which is fine but like he does hercules but like and then it's like san andreas which i i liked but it's still not the it, it's fairly forgettable um and then, and then it's like Baywatch. That's fun, um, but that's about kind of right. Always. But it's yeah, it's just like you're not getting a classic. Which and then he does Jumanji, which was like oh, maybe Actually, we finally was... figure this. Yeah, is I great. Just... It's great. And maybe it's like and it was like oh, maybe they finally figured out like what to do with The Rock. And it because it kind of felt like they everyone knew they had a star in their hands and couldn't figure out what to do with him. Um, and so then, and then, so that leads into the next year, Skyscraper. And it's like, oh, like, I like, are we finally, are we finally getting it? Are we finally getting like the rock action movie that's going to be like a, like a classic old school action movie? Because it's like, okay, obviously they're doing Die Hard. He's going to be in a big building fighting terrorists. But it's like, great, like, I'll take whatever I can get from the rock. <laughs> doing a big action movie because i've been wanting it like so much and so that's where i was at like going into this movie and it delivered for me 
that it gave me what I wanted of like the rocks, like an action star in an action movie. And it's doing, and it's not like a classic or anything, but it's like, yes, like more (laughs) of this, of just like a more like straight up action movie with the rock doing action stuff where any other actor, it would seem impossible, but I believe it because it's the rock. Yeah. I, 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 there's times where I really like him and stuff. And I, there's times where I'm just, I could, I'm, I feel like we've kind of gotten to a saturation point. And I think um, I was getting to the saturation point around the time this came out. If that makes any sense. That no, that makes perfect sense. Cause I, I agree as well. He was getting into like a ton of stuff and none of it was paying off. Yeah. It was all, it was all the same. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking at, I, I Googled it. Uh, cause I, I was actually curious cause I think you raised a good point and it made me think too, that there's a, there's a timing issue here for him, I think for his career. I'm like, what were the best action movies that came out in like the 2010 to 2020 not much in the and there's mean, not Marvel. a lot and that was kind of what Marvel, I, was, I was or yeah. it's in or it's foreign yeah and, or or it's or it's like big kind of you know landmark stuff like mission impossible had a couple of movies come out during that time and the yeah. stuff that i'm looking yeah. at that was good is a little off like a little more offbeat like inception came out in 2010 but that's not really a movie that suits the rock yeah or like well, like edge of tomorrow probably came out yeah that was in that range as well and that's pretty that's awesome uh, yeah then the john wick movies which we, we already kind of touched on and then logan and then you and then i think the other ones i would point to there to me were kind of interesting were um i didn't really particularly like tenant but that's a that was a big movie i thought ba- so baby driver came out in 2017 even that's not quite an action yes. movie it was something different the Kingsman, I like the first. I liked both those movies, the first two, and then Mad Max. But I'm like everything else. I'm Ooh, looking yeah, at is, is just kind of yeah, like it's it's either like there's the some ra- there's the raid, some which high highs, movie. but then there's a lot of mediocre, like far between. Yeah, and the nice guy. All right, sorry, the nice guys. But that's I would almost say that's not even like a action movie. That's almost like a uh, that's like a comedy two hander from. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, they're not quite the yeah yeah. No, and, I know and what then, and then drive, drive came out in 2011. But th- again, th- th- those yeah. are all just doing different stuff than what what the the Rock to me felt like he modeled so much of his persona and his approach again off of a PG-13 Stallone or Schwarzenegger. And I think you and I were texting about this, and I think I think we both kind of said it. I don't whoever said it gets credit. Whatever it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, he just he should have done like a hard R action movie, and he just never he never really did. And I think he needed that, his he needed his version of the Terminator. Yeah. Exactly, and, it, uh, yeah. and it just he just never he just never got that, and I, and I think the landscape had shifted by the time he kind of got to the status where he wasn't going to get that role, and then those roles that that role didn't really exist anymore. Like the whole action yeah, genre had kind of it, shifted, and it would have been, I get like his career decisions have frustrated me of what I want, but. For like, <laughs> I think he got paid like twenty two million dollars for being in Black Adam. His career de- decisions have been very smart for having a like to continue sustaining your career in the most financially successful way. So it, it's hard. Like I, I'm not. He's made very smart decisions of like I'm gonna keep working. I'm gonna be a big star. Like I'm gonna keep doing. 
for what I wanted, like I wanted different decisions, but I will acknowledge that would have put his career on a very different path where a path where he doesn't get paid $22 million to be in black Adam potentially. Yeah, pro- probably not. I, I, I know what you mean. I, I think um, what rubs me about it, maybe the wrong way now is a lot of his more current roles just feel like he's just playing a version of himself. Like, like that, which maybe sounds stupid to say, but it feels too much like, okay, that's the rock. It's not whatever his character is in the, in the that movie. I do he's like crafted this persona and yeah. like he just keeps is like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Like, but like yeah. uh central intelligence with the Kevin Hart movie he did a couple years ago. Like it's funny. I enjoy it. I will watch it if it's on TV. Um, He's good in the action stuff, but it does kind of feel like he's just playing a sillier version of himself. It's not, it's not like a, it's not, he's not playing a character. It's just the rock kind of being the rock. And uh, Central Intelligence is not a great example for, for trying to somebody establish somebody's acting chops. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think, like you said, he needed he needed his own version of the Terminator. And uh, I was trying to think about it, too. We were talking about, you know, action movies. I don't think there's like a action star in the mid 2000 teens. Like, like nobody kind of sticks the landing like Stallone and Schwarzenegger, even Van Damme for a well, while. Well, I mean, it'd probably be The Rock or you're going to like a Liam Neeson. A yeah. Reed, like yeah. re kind of retread or older guys of <clears throat> or, or I mean, again, you're going to like the foreign market. Um, yeah, true. I just I uh, it's you go to, like the raid and like you're getting. It's just inter- it is interesting to me. That it's just not. um Again, that that whole the whole industry shifted well, probably just, when 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 Marvel the superhero movie is just yeah. yeah like took that over and we're filling that. Which thanks for that, Dick Snitch, <laughs> and it's just you're not going to like counter program your big action movie against the Marvel movie. So no, yeah, it's just, no, yeah. And I I am excited though that the the, the, the sounds horrible to say. I am excited that we're starting to see like a a tapering off of the success of Marvel movies. I'm like oh god. Like, please, please tell me what. And I, I grew up reading comic books. And I love comic books. But I'm also at a point where I'm like, it, we're leaving a lot on the table of just interesting IP and, and other cool stuff we could be doing with movies that we probably had 20 or 30 years ago that now people are just like, all right, let's go scrape the barrel of uh, intellectual property. Well, it's just, yeah. And it's just the inevitable evolution. Like, it's going on like 20 years now. Yeah. Most of these Marvel movies, and so it's just going to get to like a point where the audience, like, they're making those for an audience of like a certain age, yeah. And or like it's just always been like kind of teenager driven, a lot of the blockbuster stuff in many ways, and that's going to be their parents' movies at some point here, and so. They won't like they might still turn out for ones that look interesting or still be interested, but to really get them excited, it's gonna need to be something new. They're like it's primed for something new for like really for like our kids' generation, and particularly like I have kids in like middle school, they're really ready, like their parents have been showing them these Marvel movies. Yeah, they're ready for like their own their own thing. They're ready for the. That's thing good. That's not I, I, what I hope so. Introduce them to. Yeah, I hope so. I, like, I, I, I like do. Someone's gonna make a shitload of money. Who figures out what that is? Like, because. Well, my, that's my always, hope, that, I mean, that's always what it is. 
I don't know. My, my, my hope is, well, and I, and I, I think um, Marvel, this is maybe where uh, superhero movies are, are a detriment to Hollywood is because the formula has been so sort of stamped out and, and kind of figured out. My worry now is like nobody wants to take and, and spend money and take a bet on something that's not like a sure thing. Like that, that's not, that's just not in the cards anymore. And I think there's, look, we did the canon stuff. There's a lot of interesting stuff that'll come out of uh, people taking a swing sometimes, good or bad. It doesn't always mean it's going to be perfect, but I, I just don't, I don't I know, know if people are throwing money behind it. I know what you're saying, uh, but I think it's, there are more ways to make movies without it being so caught, like so cost prohibitive with things. That's fair. I, I I just think. Well, and I also think like, people love making money, and do they ever? No, no I, I think people are going to have the same opinion I do, and realize something is going to break through, and we want to we want to be that thing, and I I like I think people will see like. The re- potential return is massive if you are the one who does that thing. And so I, I think people are going to keep taking shots at it here coming down the line. I I hope so. I think. Uh... And Rocket. Well, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was, um, but you've, you've gotten me way off the skyscraper talk again. <laughs> you son of a And bitch. it worked. Uh, no, I, I, my, I just end it with, you know, one of the things I, I hope we start to step away from is not. Um, it, it uh, is eminent movies like not not step away from the podcast movies is um just this horribly grounded realism you have to have in everything um i think i hope we're kind of past all that stuff it kind of came in with some of the born stuff from an action movie standpoint it's like i don't need everything to be practical and and grounded like just make it cool like just okay what's what's what what would be cool um and I think John Wick kind of does a good yeah, better job yeah. of that than most most other action movies of today. And I, I think I hope we get more of that and less of the like Batman. Batman's a good example. Like I still prefer Michael Keaton because my age um, as as Batman. They don't have like the, uh, there's this training sequence. I think it's in Justice League where it's uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, and they show how many scars he's got, and they show. <laughs> They show him doing like CrossFit style training in the in the Batcave, like before he goes on a mission. It's like I don't fucking care, man. Like just do, do cool stuff. Like, like <laughs> I, I just let's move on. Like I don't need all this. And I just I, I hope I yeah. hope we get some, some more of that. I, I do think that stuff can be very. It is going to your point generational. Of I, I hope once, so. I, once I hope you have the it. one you love, it's it's hard to like, yeah, to for another one to break through for you. Well, and I will say where I liked, and let me help you bring it back, what I liked about Skyscraper, uh, and I thought it was actually an interesting and good touch, and it made it kind of set it apart from a lot of other action movies, is The Rock being a disabled veteran, and so he, I guess we should talk about it, it's in your notes, and it's a weird, it's a wild fucking opener, cold open for, <laughs> yeah. for, for this movie. It's like, so, I, I don't know why, the first time I ever I saw this, I, I maybe I turned it on and had to go do something real quick, and I just missed it. This opening, this beginning where they give you it's the hardcore. Backstory. Like, <laughs> damn! Like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna come out of the gates with this, okay? Yeah. So, you want to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the, the yeah. horrible tragedy of his life. <laughs> so, opening is 
a hostage situation and it looks like a domestic situation, which I, I had in my notes. It feels weird in that it feels very small because mm-hmm. it, um, but then it, it also becomes like very heightened <laughs> because it, so, um, it, it, it escalates from like a five yeah. to like 700 in about three seconds in this, which yeah. is, it, yeah. it's, it's a real kind of gives you, a so, note. uh, so Dwayne Johnson is playing the character Will Sawyer, which <laughs> I don't know. I find the, the name amusing to me for, but any name is amusing for The Rock. The way any name is amusing for like Arnold, Arnold. Schwarzenegger, it's like yeah, it's like. But so Will Sawyer is part of like a like former like military. He's an FBI guy, like it's kind of SWAT kind of. He's part of um, FBI's hostage rescue team, which is sort of a notable so, um, uh, anti-terrorism group. So. They're in this this domestic situation where this father has his family held hostage, and the they send in this team to go get him. So they blow a wall open. They're all all in, and the guy is like talking to him with his back turned to him, and they all have their like guns on him. And the big reveal is when he turns around. Well, no, I guess the first big reveal, he turns around and his son, he's holding his son who's like hugging him and wrapped around him. And they're like, oh, like shit, we gotta like, that's, we gotta defuse this. Let's um, put stuff down. And then the next big reveal is he puts the sun down and he has like a bomb vest on and detonates it. <laughs> and that's how the rock loses a leg. Uh, and so, and, but it's also how he meets Nev Campbell, his wife. Who's a start a trauma family. surgeon or something. Yeah. Yeah. She's a doctor at the um at the hospital. And so obviously they must but in a, and I don't mind. I, I kind of like <clears throat> they give it, you like I, a I glimpse like... of her through his yeah. eyes going to surgery. And then you fast forward like six years later or something. Yeah, no, it's, later. It's, t- it's 10 years later. And, and okay, you, don't 10 to, years later. you don't have to dwell on like, and it's the like whole... now they're married. And it's like, yeah. okay, like I they can fill in that backstory. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah, I didn't need a thing of that. No, I, I, I liked the, the time hop was well done. Is they set her up, you set him up, and then you just jump okay. straight it's into like, the rest yeah. of the plot of the movie. It's, it's like, like, okay, okay you that's, that's what happened. Like, they, yeah, they met through this, had a connection, and like fell in love. Yeah. And so there's an interesting, and I really enjoyed, there's an interesting point with her. So one of the guys on this team um, is Pablo Schreiber. <laughs> um, not not playing the same name in the movie, obviously. Um, yeah, he's got a crazy name. His, <laughs> his name is, no, his, well, the name of the movie is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. You know, uh, but, Ben, Pablo, whatever. Uh, they have a great talk where like the, um, Will Will Sawyer, the rock. I'm trying to get better. I'm listening to other podcasts, and I tend to just call characters by their actor's name. And I it feels when you I listen to it, it feels a little weird because like I feel weird saying like and Tommy Lee Jones did this. It's like, well, Tommy Lee Jones didn't do that. His character did that. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> No, he did it. It was actually Tommy Lee Jones. I don't yeah. know if you know this, but uh, Tommy Lee Jones himself, the man, actually launched Tomahawk <laughs> missiles towards Hawaii. <laughs> As we established last week, <laughs> better than when Cesar Romero launched those Polaris missiles. <laughs> oh God, is that from uh, the Bat? Yes, that's from Batman. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I totally forgot. It's the sixties Batman. <laughs> I, I was listening to the uh, Under Siege podcast today. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got to go back and listen to it. If there's if there's Cesar Romero talk, I totally forgot. I, I just every now and then I'll see this this um, 
photo uh, pop up on Instagram. You went went pretty hardcore into your lovely Catwoman in that movie. (laughs) Hey, she's hot. (laughs) Still got. Um, uh, no. What was it? Um, there's always this picture of Caesar Romero that pops up of him playing the Joker (laughs) on Instagram, and it just cracks me up. It's him, but he's in the full Joker suit, like purple suit, uh, and everything, and he's just wearing. Uh, swim shorts over it. <laughs> it's like sitting next to a surfboard. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. I don't know why. I'm like, I gotta go back and watch that episode because I was like, the context just is gotta be. This gotta be <laughs> make no sense. Uh, and I just think about like, fuck. He's probably older than us when he did that, and it's like, yeah, yeah. He was just yeah, cashing yeah. a check. He's like, this probably fucking sucks for him. It's probably mm-hmm. hot. He's probably doing it in like June in California. <laughs> staying on the beach in LA and it's just like this sucks but like whatever I'm at least I'm making a good paycheck yeah yeah it's a ele- it's 11 <laughs> it's 11 um uh so yeah so I was gonna, so Will Sawyer is talking to Ben at off one point topic. in the movie off topic yeah <laughs> and they and they're talking about um and I, I really enjoy that he, like Will Sawyer is talking about how like it admits like yeah I think about sometimes how if that didn't happen, if I didn't lose my leg, I wouldn't have my family. And like, I, I'd be nothing without my family. And for not that that's like a deep like thought or revelation for someone to have, but for an action movie, for like a diehard on a whatever movie, it's like, oh man, like it's giving the character some depth. You appreciate it. Yeah. It's not, it's not making him a victim that he's handicapped so you don't i i enjoyed that i I was really nervous re-watching as like oh man how they i forget how they quite handle all this him like missing the leg and stuff and it's like he's still very capable it still like hinders him at times it's still a problem yeah it's slow he's not he can't run but it's 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 not and so but he's also like oh like and he's not like depressed over like yeah he sees the conflict in his life of like oh i could be sad about this but it gave me so much that this event occurred it just gives a lot of nice depth to the character uh and not that you don't you don't don't dwell dwell, they don't dwell on the negative piece of it i think which i think is important which i think is which so i think is a little bit uh the dwayne johnson influenced because I think he in life has a very like positive attitude philosophy and his character in this movie definitely has that. Um, And a little bit, I think to a detriment where he's like interacting with his like wife and kids. And he's like a little, it's like so like super positive, good husband, good dad. And it, it, it feels a little forced for the movie to me. Um, he has like these like little moments. I I guess because it's only like an hour and forty minutes, they're like trying to establish like him as a good guy, a good dad, a good um husband, and so they hit these moments where it's like a little bit too much of like him having like a a moment with the kid. Is it well? Okay, it's just like it's just everyday life. You're not having a moment in everyday life all the time, where it kind of feels that way. Um, with it, and so I, I think they to talk about the right. I think the little bit of that is they they really strain that a little bit of 
that relationship of really working a little too hard to make it a good positive relationship. But I, I get the sense from the rock that was like important to him for the character. Yeah. And maybe it's a little too, yeah, it, it is. I, I, I think that that's where it doesn't feel real. And, uh, like his life seems like, even if like he's there for a job interview, right? So he's at, he's at this big tower, which we're going to talk about. It's called the Pearl. <laughs> um, which is basically the backdrop of the movie, but it kind of feels like it really doesn't matter if he gets this job for security or not. Like it just like his life will still be great. True. We don't. Yeah, we don't know this. We don't know. It's important to him, but we don't know really what the stakes are for their family. Right. Like it doesn't seem like there's any other than okay. He has a small company that's doing pretty well. Security company is doing pretty well, but besides that, it's like okay. Well, if that goes, if this does, this job doesn't happen. It seems like he's still doing pretty well also like, his wife's a doctor so yeah his like, wife is i'm a, sure they're okay at the very is, least is a smoking hot doctor that and they have two terrific kids like it just doesn't feel like yeah like mm-hmm. it does feel like his life is still good so i i guess that's where he's not the john mcclain of this is because it's like okay his home yeah. life is great the, the, the um that's where he doesn't feel like he has any depth yeah, yeah he's the polar opposite of john mcclain yeah, his, his, life, is his life is good. Yeah, takes care of his kids, takes care of his wife. Everybody's happy. Yeah, <laughs> though things don't work out for this thing, it's okay. You know, we're gonna figure something else out. So, I think that there are a couple. I think you you and I talked about. It. I think there's a couple things in this where this could have been a much better movie than it was maybe perceived as. There are a few things that hold it back, maybe unnecessarily. Maybe maybe, maybe to your point to to cater to what the Rock wanted the character to be. And I think in doing that, sometimes it maybe, or maybe even the movie, it's probably to the detriment of the movie. Like, so I, so I, I, I'm curious. Cause I could see like Dwayne Johnson. He's obviously it feels he's very careful with his like persona and crafting what that is and what it represents and how it's presented. I'm also curious though. I feel this movie had a lot of Chinese funding behind it. It takes place <laughs> oh, you, in you think <laughs> takes place in Hong Kong. Has a, a large Chinese cast in it, and you no, know, it premiered in Hong Kong. I think that was where it premiered, yeah. not not California. So so New York, and it, it was a time where like movies were moving in that direction and covid kind of changed that a good bit but like yeah. so things like the meg is also in this category where like a big <laughs> same western year. action star is in like an action movie that takes place more in asia with a more heavily asian cast um in particularly like settings with extras and things um and i i know there are so similar to like the kind of haze code times in Hollywood it's a little bit different in China how you're going to present stuff and I don't know I don't know if they're if they would have a John McClane in their movies of like oh our hero is going to be <clears throat> like a, a flawed person divorced alcoholic like separated family guy like I don't know if that like if they'd be comfortable presenting that as their hero. And, um, I mean, like, and I, oh, legitimately mean, I don't know that, but I don't want to put it all on the rock. Cause I could see that also being 
a concern a producer influence that, of sorts yeah from that aspect of it of oh like he he had like our hero needs to be the hero and represent like good family values well and that, that's not the only to me the, the 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 to me the most egregious flaw is if you're going to present him as this very magnanimous terrific guy um there's never really a good villain on the other side or ain't not ain't it yeah that is the, a, the, as the, much the, as i love it that is a big flaw i i think if they had somebody who was a more interesting scheming kind of uh creepy villain i think it would be interesting here you kind of just have mercenaries and I, it's just like oh, okay it's like and and, and interior i think you and i have talked about this as well uh, off off the podcast but it was you know a lot of the movie you're guessing kind of who the real bad guy is in this well because the it seems so they got it's the henchman has been well these guys chorus bata yeah and it seems like he's a henchman for a long time yep. and you're gonna get a reveal <laughs> of the villain and then it just turns out really like he's kind of the villain and there's like more villains behind him but you never see them in the movie nope like he's he is the villain and, and, and he's he, and he's representative of what three different like uh, mob families who are basically shaking down the the uh, Zhao, who's the guy, the billionaire who's building the uh, the pearl, which is the building this takes place in. And that's that's what I didn't like. I think that's again it goes back to the bad guys is the motivations are just so who cares like yeah that that's where I think it it it, it so, has a, a huge fault. right so. Like so, yeah. So, so like my understanding is like Batha is like muscle and does stuff for these like Chinese crime families, and so he's involved. He knows all their like dirty laundry, and the so uh, Zhao Longji has built this, this like massive skyscraper and. To get around these crime families trying to like exploit him or like impact what he can do because they control certain things. He made a computer program that has like tracked all their money and, and has threatened them like, like basically leave me alone or I'm going to turn this over to the police and expose like the money trail for all your criminal activities. And so they've have Botha basically coming in to try to get that drive and information, take him out, and I guess go about their business as it would be. Um, and but and I guess there's something like Botha somehow at fault on it, and that's why he has to do this. They're gonna kill him, but like the motivation is just not like. It's not it's compelling. It's really separated from the personal stakes of these people, or it's not like Die Hard, where it's like, oh, like it's so impersonal of just a robbery of something. That's so well, well, I, I think what, what's fun about Die Hard quite... is Die Hard puts it purports the whole time for you. You're supposed to believe it's a uh, it's a terrorist situation, and it's this these much bigger motivations and and, and things going on and that are at stake with with Hans Gruber and then it's just revealed that he's actually using it all as a front for what's really just a robbery and they, and they talk about that quite a bit at the end but 
that's where this is just like there's there's well, no this is basically like the like the Chinese mafia is gonna kill Batha if he doesn't like do this. Yeah, who cares? Fuck him. I don't care. Like, and it's like, well, yeah. he's already like a bad guy. And but even that is like a little illogical for like their standpoint of like like why they would approach it that way. And it, yeah, it just doesn't. It, there are like question like questions that don't quite add up. It's just not as satisfying. No, no, and I, I think, I think that's, a villain that's, is a that's where the movie yeah. the movie fails is just not delivering on that piece. And I think, I think if you'd had a, not nothing against the guy who played him, but if you had better motivations and you had a better actor, uh, which we have an idea for that, which we can throw out here in a second if we want, <laughs> um, uh, I think this would have been a bigger deal. Um, and yeah. and Bath's a he's a be a great henchman, be a great head henchman. But that's kind of all he feels like perfect. the whole time, right? And, but that's but like in a feel, and then it's, it's disappointing when, oh, it's still just him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no real, there's no satisfaction. You, you assume that. the billionaire builder of the skyscraper is going to turn out to be the villain because that's just I don't. It's what you've been trained to view it as in the movies. But I guess in hindsight, he's Chinese, so the Chinese funding of this movie, he was probably not going to be the villain i, I don't <laughs> mind him i don't mind him not being the villain actually i like zhao kind of ended up being a good guy at the end and he actually helps the rock save his daughter i kind, I kind of like that whole setup where they do a uh it's supposed to be like a hostage exchange on the rooftop yeah right? oh no yeah, yeah yeah. i was like you know i kind of like, like okay like they they played off pretty well then and then zhao's just fucking dropping dudes with a pistol <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like actually i actually kind of like that more than I, the, I thought i would the other one i thought was the uh insurance guy was gonna be like uh, the head villain insurance guy remind me which one okay i forgot he's like the british kind of weasley mm. guy. He, 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 he's a pretty coat. nice like pretty nice yeah. suit and like yeah he turns turn on him but like um but, he, but he, he's kind like, of like a he has like a, of... he has a hans grubery vibe though like he feels like a little cosmopolitan potentially um and they, they don't take it that way at the end like with his character but they it felt like there's an opportunity there to use him for that kind of can, yeah. Or at least have the two, have him stick in the movie longer and be in the more cosmopolitan villain with Botha the henchman, muscly maybe, guy. Yeah, like the Rock. The more... Rock shows down with maybe Botha, and then and you have uh, Zal show down with that guy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That probably, yeah, have... that's, there's a lot of things they could have done better. I um. Well, you and I were. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. You know, you and I were talking about it. One of the one of the heel turns they do have in this is um uh. Pablo Schreiber's character, Ben, um, he is one of the former teammates of The Rock, or excuse me, Will Sawyer. And uh, <laughs> he, he's like the head, I guess he's like the head of security for this this building called The Pearl. Um, they set them up as being super close friends. And then uh, uh, I guess you find that, I, I, this is where I kind of get lost with some of it. He kept the tablet <laughs> For some of it, I mean, I, this oh, is, there's like, a reason why does you he have lost. the tablet? I'm like, I don't. There's a reason this... you get lost. <laughs> okay, because okay, it's it's doesn't it's... all add up entirely. Oh, okay, all right, because I, I kept thinking, I'm like, how does? I know it's okay. a big deal that the Rock so, has it, but I'm like, I don't know why he has this tablet that runs the entire building <laughs> for a company he doesn't work for yet. Yeah, and they and they kind of brush it off when he's at Pablo Schreiber's uh, apartment, but. So uh, here, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, like so your big I, I had this in my notes to talk about. Um, <laughs> that 
their plan is this so the bad guy's plan is they're gonna they have to take over the building and force um Zhao to go get out of this safe this drive that has information so they have to make him it's like a line in the movie like you set a man's house on fire you find out what he really cares about and it's like we make uh, him have to evacuate this building and he's going to go get that and that's when we can get it from him so this building has all is this like super futuristic like ai it's like twice the size crazy, of the first like, Khalifa. yeah yeah and so it's a so it's got like all this like fire suppression like okay so like we need to get this control over those systems so we can shut them down to force them out so pablo schreiber ben has brought in his old friend and it kind of plays as he's like oh this is a guy i can manipulate oh okay i got it and or may like can maybe it may not even manipulate but like can be i can be close to him and make sure these things happen yeah, Where I got it. They're gonna because he's reviewing the security systems. So Zhao gives um, Will Sawyer this iPad with access to all the systems, so he can do his run like testing on it. So the plan is they're gonna steal that from him, which will then give them access to it. So the the flaw in all this is when. Zhao gives Will Sawyer the tablet. He does it and it scans his face. And he's like, okay, now it's biometrically linked to you and only you can access it. So then they go through this whole thing where Ben and Will Sawyer take a boat ride and they get off. And this mugger comes up and like cuts Will Sawyer's bag and steals his bag and runs off with it. And it's supposed to be like, oh, that was the whole plan. They're going to steal his bag. They'll get the tablet. And now they can access it. But it's like, well, no, you can't access it. Because it was biometrically linked to him. So it's worthless that like, you can't do shit with this. And then, but then there's like a turn where he actually put it in his suit jacket pocket. Which is an odd payoff for the rock being huge. <laughs> that you'd believe his suit jacket would be so big. He would put an iPad yeah, in the just... inside pocket of it. Uh, but it's like, yeah, I can see his suit jacket being that big. Um, and so then it's, so then Ben has to turn on him and take the tablet. And then they finally take the tablet from him and they have to scan his face with the tablet. But it's like the original plan wouldn't have worked. No, like, it was it, it yeah, it's if the I, tablet I, yeah. was in the bag and they just stole it. Like this this, this would not have worked. I, I, and, I missed all of that. Yeah. And um and so then then and then they go to like the central control place that they just like kill everyone there that gives them control over everything, but somehow having the tablet lets them link into even like more control. And <laughs> it's it's like it's like a little bit too much of just have them like steal the tablet and take control. Like, I don't know. Like I, I think they could have ignored the biometric stuff. That seems a needless touch for where they're going with it. They didn't get the tablet from his bag. So Ben has to get it from him and getting it from him allows them to access the stuff they need. And I, yeah, it's, that was where I think the movie screws up too. Is they they could have done a better job 
kind of threading out the uh Ben character. I, I, I like I think we both kind of said this too. Uh I, I really like Pablo Schreiber. I, I I don't know why. I just think yeah. he's kind of a fun actor. He was in a bunch of um I've seen him in Den of Thieves. I saw him in awesome. this. I, I I've seen him in uh I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just saying Den of Thieves awesome. <laughs> uh it awesome, yep. Yeah. Uh crazy, but awesome. And then he was in um <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was an HBO miniseries, I think it was out during COVID, called I think it was called The Meltdown, right, right before it. It's something like that, but he plays a fighter pilot in that. It's kind of like a it's like a sitcom. If if you ask Stanley Kubrick to take Doctor Strange Love <laughs> and make it a sitcom in, in for HBO oh, in oh, interesting. 1920. It's 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 funny. It's got Jack Black. It's, it's interesting okay. kind of commentary. On so it. he he was also in I think it was on Hulu. Oh like a one suit season so i guess a mini series i think it was called candy okay. it's about a, a woman in like the 80s it's like based on a true story about a woman in the 80s who like killed one of her neighbors or something but he plays like the husband of the woman who gets murdered and like but like so it's a, it's very much not like an actiony role yeah. for him he's like a little more like schlubby so but still like a <clears throat> kind of big guy but anyway but he was fantastic in it yeah he's really good i i I think that was my takeaway from this was like i I was disappointed they don't use him more he's really probably in it for like 10 minutes and then he gets killed accidentally when he and will are fighting over a gun when they when he reveals that he has to get the uh the tablet back again my you and i talked about it but my big idea for this movie would have been is you, you make him the ultimate villain or you 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 leave it as a reveal that Late later into like the start of the third act, you find out that he's the bad he's a bad guy. Right. I think if they'd done that, it would have made this much more interesting. Like, yeah, leave um, him longer as like a bigger and have yeah, give him a bigger role. Like a... and, and like then you set up because he he talks about it. It's weird. It's like they have they they thread it all in that his motivation was like he had to after the accident that uh, Will loses his leg over too. Pablo Schreiber's character was hurt from that. He kind of makes it seem like his life is ruined from it. Well, it's like, okay, then make that his motivation. And then now you've got a central villain that you can kind of tie all of this around that has something that's relevant to the, the lead character. And it's just funny that they put all of the DNA and all of the writing components into the script, but they just put them all in the wrong spot. And it kind of takes a really good opportunity and squanders it, I think. Um, it's a it's a shame they don't use him more because I do think he's a I like him and stuff I've seen him in. I think he's a fun actor. I think he would have brought a better energy and sort of lead villain role um, or, or ability to the to the, like a lead villain role that this just never it just never had. And that yeah. was that was my biggest fault for it. Or even they kill him off so quick. Even if you make him like the second henchman who like eventually like turns back and dies to like help his friend mm-hmm. or something like just. Yeah, there was something else you could have done with him rather than just you introduce him. He turned he. It's he's a wasted. bad guy. Yeah, and he he's dies. just wasted. He's wasted. Um, this. Yeah, I mean it's fine, but yeah, I, I mean it's just a, someone you like who you think you you could have done a little more with. Yeah, yeah, I, I, they yep. should have. Yeah. So <laughs> the big conceit of this movie is this. Massive tower. You talk about um, it's like tw- supposed to be twice as big as um the Burj Khalifa. I think yes. it's I think I think it's like supposed to be two hundred and twenty five stories. That's the in this movie. <laughs> it's supposed to be two hundred and twenty five stories. And 
so you had a question in your notes, and I actually found this out in my research a little bit. Not fully to explain it, but a tiny bit. <laughs> um, but so this building, it's called the Pearl. And I, I enjoyed this touch. It, it was just, you know, a little bit of thought went into it. So it's called the Pearl because there's a story in like Chinese um, mythology about like a boy who eats a pearl and turns into a dragon. So the architecture of the building is supposed to be somewhat dragon-esque. Yeah. And the pearls at the very top representing like the pearl that turned it into the dragon is like okay like all right i get that i get why that is i don't get why <laughs> inside the pearl is a million or like not a million but like a hundred um rectangular tv screens <laughs> or oh, it yeah. could just be a star trek <laughs> holodeck <laughs> uh yeah no it it it, it feels like a uh tourist attraction that's really only for Zhao. <laughs> like, like, he's the only guy yeah, and they who'll do ever present be up there. It, they do present it as like he's just a super rich guy and this is what he wanted <laughs> yeah like I, he was bored and he's like oh i'd really be really cool if i had the illusion of standing over the top of hong kong as if there was nothing beneath me it's like great well and that five million dollars we can, we can do that yeah that i would buy it's this like the screens that come up so it, it's a little bit like um, like James it's like cerebral. It's like fighting inside cere- cerebro uh, with uh, yeah. It's the, the right. It's like the mirror, like a like a house of mirrors. Yeah, type thing is what they're doing. Just like the one um, thing of the shadow. Yeah. <laughs> you keep bringing up the shadow. And we're doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. The next time you do it, we're doing a podcast on it. <laughs> Can you call me Lamont Cranston from now on? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If we do it, hey, that's got fucking. I'm, uh, I'm gonna uh, demand of, JB on it with us. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, I would think Jay would love to talk about Lamont Cranston, he, and uh, he's the reason I saw that movie. <laughs> oh, I I saw so I'm it. Make I ha- him do a podcast on it. I saw it. I had the uh, action figures, and then I that was the Holy summer. Shit, yeah, they made action figures. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, which, no, no. I think, I think, I think one of them looked like Alec Baldwin, which is hilarious to think about now, but. uh um uh then there was one that was just a clear piece of plastic shadow figure and it was like well i guess that's like the shadow the, invisible the shadow, shadow. <laughs> it's like all right <laughs> fucking stupid I, all right i wanted i've been trying to figure out a way to do uh, a good way to do a 90s um superhero run just because i want to do the shadow and the phantom <laughs> uh i will do both right now i could probably do both um so i actually had i think i had the taxi cab which I, I was looking to see. I'm like, did it come with like a Peter Boyle action figure? <laughs> it's like, hey, he's like, is there like a schlubby action action figure toy that's out there I can get? Uh, it did. Not. Well, speaking of things you can get, did you order anything from John Carpenter this weekend? Uh, I did not. I was actually supposed to keep that quiet <laughs> according to the email. Um, I will say from time so to time, I should not have brought that up on a podcast. That's uh, okay. <laughs> Because ten people listen to this, and I doubt any of them are John Carpenter or anybody affiliated <laughs> with John Carpenter. Um, I will say, uh, I to, if anybody's ever interested, um, from time to time on his Instagram page, uh, and I think it's through he has an official Instagram page for like just him, but then he's also got a comic book line called Storm King Com- Comics, and they were um, they were selling uh, like props from They Live uh, a couple of months ago, and um they were signed and they were like 
cool. It was like it was like the sunglasses, and it was like a it was like a the soundtrack on like a original pressing of the soundtrack that was signed by Carpenter. It was the same glasses that Roddy Piper and and uh, Keith David wear that were like signed by Carpenter. It was like a bunch, just a whole bunch of like really cool stuff. And uh, I went to go buy it, and I, I was like, I saw it. And they're like, hey, just DM us for for details to get it. I'm like. Oh, cool. Like, I really want to get the sunglasses. Like, that would be fucking awesome. And I messaged them and I said, Hey, I'm a big fan. I'd really love to buy something. And uh, they're like, Oh, cool. Uh, package just started $10,000. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, Great. Uh, I really wish you guys luck. I'm a big fan. I am, that's too much for me. <laughs> just, yeah. like, and so then they messaged me back like a, Actually, like, I'm a big fan who is poor. Yeah, I, I have kids. I, I'm a really big fan with kids. And so then they messaged me back. Um, uh, weirdly, I bought Cinemark was doing um a re-release. They did. I I think I only got to see one of them, but they did last Wednesday. They did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre in theaters. The next night was Halloween, and then the next night was Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> and um so i went to it was the morning i went to go see halloween and uh they sent it they had props from what like when they put the glasses on for um when roddy piper realizes that everything's kind of an illusion and it's like the conform yeah and like the Obey, buy stuff yeah and so they're selling those props but man like the stuff that was like actually used on screen was just like still a lot of money and i'm like i feel bad i'm like i hope john john carpenter's worth it but i'm also just like i just can't i can't i've said it before and i say it again there are too many rich people (laughs) i get yeah um because it it's it's cool like if i didn't have kids (laughs) i didn't have to like worry about putting them through college at some point yeah i'd probably go buy that stuff (laughs) but you look at the prices and be like that shouldn't be worth that to anybody. No, and like, like yeah, it was a couple grand for a newspaper that just had two words on it on each side. And I'm like, it's cool. It's a movie prop, and it's got a certificate of authenticity, so it's you know from John Carpenter. So I'll give it credit. And like, it's, it's real, I, but I, I like they live. I love John Carpenter. It's not like this is from Jaws. It's like <laughs> that. It's like I'm never gonna. Like, if I ever had to sell it, like like let's say worst comes to worst, I had to get rid of it because I need to free up cash for something. Um, I'm never gonna sell it for what I paid for it. Not like and it's like Luke Skywalker's lightsaber or something, or like <laughs> Michael Myers' mask, or yeah. or like you know somehow they have like a wig, like Kurt Mullet, Kurt Kurt Russell's mullet wig <laughs> from like Big Trouble in Little China, like you know something like that. <laughs> if 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 it was something with more provenance behind it, I think I'd be into it. And I feel bad saying that because I really really do enjoy Carpenter's stuff, but. It's just like, damn, damn. It's like, well, I that's really what's so crazy. What these things just... go for? Let's like, you got to go to like a kind of cult classic to even get into like the budget range, and Oops. then it's like, ah, uh, like, yeah, yeah, I can't justify doing a thousand dollars on something like that. And like, yeah, well, it was three for a newspaper. It was three grand. I'm like, it says conformity, yeah. and and then obey on the other. Side. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I just can't spend. Well, it seems like for three grand, that. like it seems it seems like for three hundred dollars, you could make your own and just like pretend or or way less. I it was, I was talking to my cousin about it when I when when I went on my other um <laughs> oh, movie, yeah, talk about that movie adventure. Um, so I was in uh last weekend I was in Atlanta, 
um, for my for my oldest cousin's bachelor party. And um, so it's my oldest cousin and then uh, my youngest cousin were both there. And then a bunch of people I there were, were his friends um, that I, I I didn't really know. Uh, and actually, uh, strangely, um, Mike and I's uh, Latin teacher from high school <laughs> was there. <laughs> so shout out to him. Um, uh, but no, uh, Franklin Kennedy. Hope he's doing Franklin well. <laughs> he's doing great. Uh, it was so good to see him. I swear, besides his hair being gray, he has not aged a day. The picture, we were... the the selfie you sent you got. He looked. He looks the, the same. same. It's, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. So even um, that we're almost forty, and he was our teacher. Yeah, like impressive. Like, <laughs> it kind of blew my mind. And then I was talking to some people at the party who uh, were all like uh prep alumni which is our high school and it was like i'm 01 my cousin's i think class of 06 and yeah he's five years younger than me so he's class of 06 there was somebody who's class of 04 it was just like it was just funny and how it's like he has not changed and all of us have all gotten older <laughs> yeah like the weirdest feeling wait is, but, is, um, is he a highlander he's a vampire he's a goddamn <laughs> vampire i'll see him again at the wedding actually and, and at the end of april so I'm, I'm excited to see him again but uh um when you see him at the wedding i want you to stare at him from across the room look him in the eye and scream there can be only one i will he talked All a right. lot about how you you mooned him in high school yeah i think happen. your mom no your middle mom, middle school middle, middle school. school and your mom yeah. was there which is oh yeah it was in it was from out of her car <laughs> he, was, he, uh, talk, he like, talked about it a lot he goes yeah oh. he's like uh Gail Susie saw it and uh <laughs> and I, I I what I, I feel bad now about is and I kind of recognized it at that time, but as I get older, I can I recognize like the look on his face of like, like God damn it, is this a thing I now have to deal with? Because <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, because he was like a cool guy. Like, he was, he was a like, great teacher, and he, and he, he was I, pretty and chill. Like, I have no interest in like getting you in trouble for this, and you're taking advantage of me being a cool teacher, but this is super not okay. You cannot do this. No, you're it's right. Like, like I, it's I, like, but it's also like I do not want to have to go deal with like, <laughs> like this situation. Like, I, I so get that so much. Like, yeah, yeah, I could see that too. I don't want that hassle in my life of dealing with what you've done. Was it out of your mom's purple van? Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So sorry. I opened up. Oh, we have tangent. I'm off tangent. I'm going to finish another off tangent story. So uh, I was um, I think I was like one of the last people to get into town or, or close to it on Friday afternoon. I flew in and I took Marta um, and it was raining. And then I had this weird fucked up experience where Uber just would not pick me up. Uh, and like Uber insisted, like, I have to walk six blocks before we can get to a spot where we'll like accept a pickup. And it happened like on three different. I tried it three different times. It was like, all right, fine. It's raining. I have a number. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to walk. I'm going to walk to the fucking uh, six blocks away. And I stood in the stoop of like an apartment building uh, and just hung out for 10 minutes until my Uber showed up. <laughs> it's weird. And so while I'm, while I'm doing that and while I'm on the way to like get to the hotel, um, the, uh, we were on the, this app. It's called the batch uh, uh, or the bot. Everybody called it the Bach because it's spelled like Bach, the, the musician, but it's, I think it's the batch because it's bachelor parties and bachelor party. Like it's like a, text thread slash you can uh, share stuff and somebody's like hey i just saw elijah wood in the lobby <laughs> and uh i was like all right and so we're staying at this kind of kitschy hotel hotel it's called the claremont lounge which i or claremont sorry claremont claremont hotel 
Claremont Lounge is the uh, strip club in the basement, which we went to twice, which is known <laughs> known for uh Yikes. it's called the it's called where strippers go to die. That was what growing up when I lived in Atlanta, that was that was wow. what it's, it was named for. <laughs> That's but you know what? Terrifying. <laughs> Mo- most fun strip club I've ever been to. Uh it was so it's, you, it's, so it's, you, it's, you you may you may want to add a little more information on that. From well, where strippers like, go to die, most fun strip club I've ever been to. You may want to fill in some because gaps. because it's it's like um not because they murder strippers there. Uh, there's no like it's not like a body shaming style like strip club. If I guess if that makes sense, um, it's it's where people can just kind of be themselves and nobody's really going to judge you. And it's sort of like just a, it's supposed to be fun. And so I think that was what was fun about it was like there's not this weird creepy vibe. It's sort of like everybody's kind of there. It's fun. It's not like sexually predatory type strip club vibes if that makes sense at all and uh so it, it, it like so it was just kind of like a fun place to go okay nothing i'm gonna say at this point is gonna sound good um so anyway so we go to the i go to the hotel and everybody's like we see elijah wood and we've, we've seen elijah wood i'm like yeah okay it's probably just some guy who looks like elijah wood <laughs> and so I, I I go and I and my cousin one of my other cousins I was sharing a room with um he already checked in and so I ran in, I ran into him and he's like hey yeah I ran into Elijah Wood on the elevator and I'm like what do you mean he goes well so he he was getting on and uh we're trying to get on and then the doors open on his floor and he said are you guys going up and my, my cousin's like oh uh, yeah no we're going down and, and then the door closed he goes holy shit that was Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like all right that's weird but i'm like all right maybe he's just on vacation or hanging out in, in atlanta and then uh fast forward to saturday uh we all go out day drinking at this place called the ponce i think it's called the pond city market that's not too far from where we were staying uh and then my my aunt and my other cousin come up and uh hang out with us for a while and then uh after we're all done day drinking we all walk back to our hotel uh which wasn't too far and uh um, my aunt, my other cousin ended up staying actually and having dinner in the hotel and, um, which is really nice. Great to see my family. And then we all go upstairs to get ready for dinner. We're all kind of rushing. Cause we've all been hanging out downstairs at the, at the bar and we're like, we got to get to dinner in like 30 minutes. Well, my aunt and my middle cousin are like sitting in the lobby and the guy, I can't think of what his name is. It's Dominic something. He played yeah, one of, yeah. one of the, uh, one of the hobbits, right? So, oh, yeah. um, and, um, he's sitting next to my aunt or Dominic Monahan or Moynihan. And, uh, um, he's sitting next to my aunt on the couch and my two, two of my cousins are like losing their shit. They're like, holy shit. He's like the hobbits. And then, um, they see Elijah Wood and then they're like, oh fuck. Like we got to talk to these guys. And finally, my aunt's just like, Hey, who are you guys? Are you guys famous? Like, who are you <laughs> And apparently, I, I, I this is the best. Place, apparently, she was just completely unaware Above of like, who they yeah. were, which I, the, I have to imagine people appreciate if you're well, famous. Well, I, I, probably it's probably nice because like they had some anonymity, and so um, then I started getting texts from my cousin, and it's like my cousin Elizabeth with pictures with all of them. <laughs> like while I'm getting I'm getting ready upstairs, and so then I go downstairs, and I'm like one of like the third or fourth person for our party to get to the lobby. And uh, I was like, oh, did I miss them? And they said, yeah, they they were heading outside to get a get an Uber and, and they were going somewhere. And I'm like, so they're outside? And they're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, fuck it. Let's go find out. <laughs> and so I went outside and I like I like run out the front door 
like run as an adult man, run out the door. And then I just stop. And I'm just standing next to that guy, Dominic Moynihan. And I'm like, okay, well, there's no subtle way to do this. So I, uh, I end up um, trying to make conversation and Sean Astin is the only one who is, is unfortunate enough to actually make eye contact with me. And um, uh, man, you're, you're okay. You, your face finally unfroze. Sean Astin star of toy soldiers. <laughs> That's how I fucking name checked him. That's why I, he, he looks at me and he makes eye contact and nobody else does. And I'm also like a foot taller than Moynihan and <laughs> probably more than that. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, um, I know this is you guys get this a bunch. I know you guys are getting ahead out. Um, and I felt bad. I kind of just it talked over all the other guys, and I said, hey, I want. I was watching. And I was talking about with my buddy. I was watching Toy Soldiers last week, and I was like, man, I was like, I love the Goonies. We were out at lunch today, and this is true. Uh, we, were, we were out lunch today and the Goonies was playing on the TV in the bar we were in. And I sat there and I watched the entire thing. And I was like, I'm a really big fan. I'm like, if you guys don't mind, we want to take a picture. So I got a selfie with all of the the hobbits from the Lord of the Rings, except I pretty much blew off the fact that any of them, any of them were from Lord of the Rings. Now, all I talked about was Sean. A movie Astin series <laughs> you don't like. <laughs> it, it, it isn't, but I'm like, I like Elijah Wood. I like uh, Dominic Moynihan from, yeah. from Lost. And I love Sean Astin. And so I went back inside and I'm like, holy shit. I just got to talk to the guy from Goonies. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Sean Astin's in the Goonies. And they're like, who is he in the Goonies? I'm like, he's a little kid. He's Mikey in the the Goonies. Everybody's like, he is? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, like, where where, where, were my my cousin's like, he's like, fuck yeah, he's Rudy. Like, you met Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. So the other guy, the other guy is Billy Boyd, who is um in the chucky movies is the glenn voice of like glenn glenn yeah <laughs> oh shit all right why well, not to I marry didn't... their sam frodo marion pippin in the lord of the rings like <laughs> nothing yeah, i know doesn't you know give, yeah <laughs> but where i felt bad for them was like i i tried I, was, I talked to him for maybe 30 seconds took the picture i took yeah, like two and selfies then, and i'm like right, all right yeah. and i just said hey guys i really appreciate it i hope you guys are gonna go have a great night um have fun in atlanta um, have a great weekend and I just tried to like leave him alone and then I went back inside and I'm like all the people from our this bachelor party were like did you see him and I'm like yeah they're just outside 10 people just run like literally run the <laughs> like, oh, I hope they were fuck. gone already <laughs> no they were there and they were still uh, there when we were getting in our car yeah and there was somebody from our party who was just like hey roll your fucking window down take a picture of you so they were they were they were nice dudes, and then my cousin, who's batch, who it was his bachelor party, uh, he every time we ran to these guys, he never was there, and so he gets all these pictures <laughs> in the chat where it's like all these people he wants to meet are That's just hilarious. there, yeah. and he just misses he misses it. So um, I had to fly out early on Sunday morning, and uh, I got maybe two hours of sleep, and so I get in my Uber and I go to the airport like nine. 9.15 and then like 9.25 I get a text where it's like he finally like walks out front and he runs into all those guys that are going to like to get their flight out of Atlanta <laughs> so he actually got to meet them so they were, they were very nice guys uh, I give him credit uh, they, were, they were very chill Sean nice. Aston was like talking to somebody's dad because he was just like you got a nice camera but you know let's take a cam- let's do a selfie with you too great like let's do it he's like super happy and pumped <laughs> to like take a, take a picture with fans so I was like 
all all props to them for being like good dudes about the whole thing. I think they were in yeah. town for a for like a Comic Con convention or something, but okay. Yeah, they yeah. were they were, they were very chill, like nice guys, which was but really cool. cool. They all hang out together. No, it looked like they're they were like all gonna go hang out like normal dudes. So yeah, yeah. Props to them. So, <laughs> I, I had a good time with them. So when you sent me this picture, <laughs> yeah, it's super random. I know. Um, no, well, <laughs> uh, this is a good story for this podcast because. And then, you know, at some point we'll get back to Skyscraper because <laughs> I have more thoughts. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and we're we're apparently doing two plus hours on Skyscraper with uh, some interludes of other stories. Oh, but, yeah, we are. Um, So. This podcast is a movie marathon. Yes. And it's from when we were. Kind of teenagers would get together and do these like 24 hour movie marathons. We'd like start like seven in the morning and just try to go through the night into the next day if we could. And like, yeah, you know, varying levels of success if you really made it a full 24 hours. But like, that was the goal. Um, and well, it was a blast. One of like my favorite memories or time really something that's kind of like kept a connection with our friends of some of the memories of that sometimes trying to reconnect and like redo that and stuff so this weekend where uh you were out meeting meeting all the hobbits from lord of the rings <laughs> some of my uh favorite books favorite movies um my daughter has re she's gotten nostalgic for something she was interested in when she was a little younger she's in middle school now and i think like life has gotten a little more serious so i think in her like free time she's kind of started to appreciate the oh, i'm just gonna relax and like watch something that's comforting kind of yeah concept of it thing so she's gotten into this thing. it's a monster high and it's these dolls from i think i think it's mattel but it's also like a bunch of movies and there's some tv show and recently nickelodeon made like a live action movie yep. of it and like so she started talking about probably like a month and a half ago of oh i i want to do a day like a day where we just watch all the monster high movies and I was That's like, cool. "Oh, you mean you mean like a Monster High movie marathon?" <laughs> and, and she she was like, "Yeah, that's what I want to do." <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, "All right, I see a road path to getting my kids to do movie marathons." And yeah, <laughs> it will sure. Continue. It's gonna start out as Monster High, but you know, we're gonna bridge off into <laughs> some other stuff. So. <laughs> So that weekend where you were doing that, so I don't, I don't know if you, if you look at my letterbox, there's, no, a, run I didn't. Of, there's a run of that weekend where it's like 15 straight Monster High movies. Of <laughs> man, if you know your kids, why not? Like that's a oh no, it's especially because she's in middle school now, so it's getting harder and harder to do stuff with her. So like to just get her like cap, like she's just gonna sit there with me for all this time was like yeah i i get a like treasure list because she's moving to a place where like I, this isn't gonna happen where i get like a day of us like doing something together 
Yeah, I um related made the mistake. Not impossible. <laughs> uh I downloaded Madden uh twenty three for <laughs> for <laughs> for Carter, my oldest. And he will I really enjoy playing with him. Uh he's getting better at it. We're playing it in arcade mode to kind of make it a little bit easier, but man, I really like having that time with him, but um because I know I'm not gonna get that kind of time with him that often as he gets older, but man, he just shit talks like nobody's business when we play and it makes it really hard sometimes. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, it's, I take it, you got to take advantage of those things. Cause uh, yeah. that, that, that's, that's what makes doing this stuff and the movie marathon stuff fun is like, I, we haven't watched all of them, but I really want to watch the Indiana Jones movies with Carter. Probably when he's like a year or two older when he can actually enjoy them. Uh, yeah. It, it, it. What's hard about that is the new one coming. It's like, ah, oh, that'd be awesome to watch all of them and go see the new one in theater. But yeah, he's, he's well, a little I young. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I was, fuck, I was six and I went to go see it with my parents when uh, Last Crusade came out in theaters. Like, I remember going to see it. It was at, okay. in Augusta at National Hills. <laughs> it's a movie theater that doesn't exist anymore, actually. <laughs> um, uh, it was across the street from the Augusta National and um, uh, at a fairly run down shopping center for a long time <laughs> yeah and uh but now i remember to go to see it and so i was kind of thinking i was like man it'd be cool if, to go see the new one when he when he's six yeah the same be, age i was really and cool. i'm, like, I'm yeah. like man maybe i should try and uh make him go see a movie he has no interest in actually seeing. <laughs> <laughs> so that maybe so in 30 years he'll actually want to do a podcast about it. you don't think so has I'm trying to think at six i like sam I'm pretty sure around that age we were doing like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, he's a little different. I'll admit. Um, and I, can't get, I can't get Carter's hit still long enough. He when, just not. When, okay. when we'll do it, when we'll watch an entire movie and he'll just sit there and watch it. Enjoy it. Carter okay. just can't focus. Uh, not in a bad okay. way, but just like, it's just you. like his yeah, attention span yeah, yeah. is just not there. That's more how my like, stepkids are. Um, yeah. I mean, they're like, they're getting older now, so they can, but like, I think that's kind of more how they were like, like my stepson during the summer, we like watched a movie one night and like the next movie we're the next night we were going to watch a movie. And he's like, we're doing a movie again. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's yeah, like buddy. Oh buddy. Yeah. It's like, I've, I've, I've watched two movies since the last one we watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, uh, Carter got wigged out that I went to go see Halloween the other night. Um, and he's like, wait, you gonna go see Michael? He's like, he, made, he like walked it like quiet. He's like, are you gonna go see Michael Myers? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He goes, aren't you scared? I'm like, no. I'm like, I've seen it so many times now. It's not scary, but I really like the movie. He's just like, I don't understand this. <laughs> but I will say, you're, take, you're um, taking a big risk, Dad. Like, yeah, it's like weird. Think this through. <laughs> I will say, so Anna was supposed to go with me. I was one of three or four people in the entire theater. To go see it, which kind of bummed me yeah. out. I was like, I was hoping more people yeah. would go see it, but uh, yeah, but it's also that. it's also March, like <laughs> not really the time Fair. you want to go see a horror movie. Yeah. But uh, um, I will say like the Lord of the Rings thing was fun seeing those guys, and then this past like this past week has just been a movie a, a period of like, well, I really just remember all the reasons why I really enjoy and have fun seeing movies, and it was like uh, going to see Halloween on the big screen was like a really good. It was weird because I was like, I'm texting or messaging with John Carpenter's team, like about like buying 
movie props. Yeah. yeah. And I'm watching like the movie that like made his career on the big screen. And I was like, it's, yeah. I don't know. It was like a really nice cool. break of just um, going to see Halloween on the big screen. And it was weird. I will say if, if anybody ever gets a chance to go see movies, they really like on the big screen that they didn't get to see like that in, in that format for the first time. Um, it made me really appreciate the movie more because you can see a lot more of the flaws and you can see like, yeah. Hall- Halloween's like heralded as being one of the, you know, the biggest, we, well, fuck, we covered it, right? Um, one of the most yeah. <laughs> um, uh, successful uh, independent low budget movies ever until I think Blair Witch. And it's funny to see it on the big screen because I've only ever seen it on TV. But when you watch it in a theater, you really see, you can really see how low budget it is. You can see a lot of the details that are like, oh, okay, well, wow, that shot looks really cheap and kind of shitty and <laughs> like there's stuff i never picked up on before okay. so it, it, it was like a, it gave me an appreciate i felt like i was watching it for the first time which feels strange to say because i've seen it so many times but um, yeah i'm trying to get better this i want to start doing more of the it, it is an effort that's the those, hard part it's, just, it's an effort to do it because you only like, get like one night to do it right it's usually yeah short windows screenings like that or like yeah it, so i do feel like for a while i've been trying to make and like it always seems to be like it's like oh like one of the kids has like a baseball game or like like and I can't like just can't do it that night or like yeah that that was um Anna was when when got when's had bad allergies so he was sick so she was she stayed home and then she's like I don't really want to go see this with you she's like I'm like do you care if I go by myself and she's like <laughs> no and it was like I, I will say it's a forty almost forty year old adult to just have. Almost two hours to just go sit by myself <laughs> and not enjoy look at a my movie phone. you love. Yeah. yeah, and just enjoy a movie I really love and have a have a cocktail and just chill out. I'm like, uh worth it, man. Just like for mental mental downtime, it's really worth it. All right. You derailing son of a bitch. <laughs> so I think I took a 25 minute. <laughs> we are getting back to skyscraper. <laughs> All right. Well, sir, <laughs> we don't have to rate it now. We I enjoyed and appreciated your stories. Oh no, you, we have a lot more to talk about. Don't worry. Okay. I have, I have my list and we're getting through it. I'm not letting you steal this from me. I don't want to steal it. I just, I really enjoy talking to you. And I nah, just, uh... so, uh, there's some big action set pieces in this. Nah, and I'm curious really. what you think about some of them. So, um... uh, all right, you you hit him and you tell me and I'll, I'll I'll give you an answer. Okay, so Will Sawyer has to break back into the burning building, the massive biggest building on the planet. Village. So he climbs this massive crane that's still like helping with construction on it. Has to <laughs> extend the crane out to break a window, run off the crane, dive into the building. While like locking things to stop the police from getting him, all while also like missing one leg. So, I don't know. Any, I guess I'll start. Like, I don't know. Any thoughts on the set piece? I like that. I actually like the crane thing. Uh, it, it does feel like a video game, uh, because it feels like he has a very clear objective and, um, it's probably not realistic, but I actually, I, I thought it was cool. I, I, I liked. For, for them using CGI so much, I think that's one of the better action sequences to me. 
It's that so speaking. Yeah, speaking of the CGI, one of the things that I enjoyed and one of the things I also found funny was they show. So somehow wherever this like downtown area is, there's a massive like TV video screen in like a plaza where like people in the street can watch it. It's like Running Man. It's like all <laughs> right. Yeah, like... I, I guess it's supposed to be like a Times Square esque setting, but but I thought it helped the CG because a lot of the times the shots that were CG reliant, they would show it through that video through that through like through a that TV video, that screen. video board so yeah it doesn't so feel as it as would hide fake. like it hide some of that cgness but it would establish like it'd be like kind of essentially an establishing shot of oh he's hanging from this like massive thing like hundreds of feet in the air and a lot of times like you'd be like oh that's done with cg or there's a green screen behind it but because they're showing it through this tv screen with this kind of audience in the square um they they hid some of the cg and i i, I appreciated that technique to it because they they did that a few times in it um well it's not it's, very oh, kind of like that the hong kong news station cameraman is fucking crushing it that guy gets so many shots they're just perfect all throughout this it's a fair fair point also the people of hong kong love will sawyer to the point where at the end of the movie they're in the streets cheering and applauding for him that does feel literally literally that does feel like a little bit of like they're stitching that into like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna really we're gonna get a groundswell about the rock in in China. Like, we're really gonna pull this <laughs> together and make this work. Um, it had like Rocky Four vibes, but like even yes. less realistic. Yes, when they when they get all the Russians to start chanting, was it USA or, or Rocky uh, at the end? Right, yeah, well, yeah. but it's after he like, defeats Drago. It's like that's this a good is point. Just like this is just like a fire like emergency situation these people in the street like cheering out in the sky for hours they, they, they don't know that they, they've actually yeah, been shown no... on the news is, is, is technically a criminal <laughs> so it's, it's yes weirder which uh, so one thing i loved about that sequence so after the fight with ben like the the bad guys come the cops come and there's like a showdown and like so will sawyer runs up and he sees like Oh my god, there's like the there's an explosion in this building, there's a fire, I gotta get to my family. And then on the news, there's like a thing of like Will Sawyer, like blah 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 blah, like wanted <laughs> by the police. And within like three seconds of that being shown, a, show guy, a guy a guy is like, There he is. Which I love because one of the like the worst things in like Arnold movies is where it's like somehow Arnold's like undercover or not seen, and it's like, yeah, it's the rock. Like everyone would immediately notice this person, and so I, I really appreciated that. Like the second he was shown on like on the news, it's like wanted criminal, like this guy. It's like, oh, you mean him, the giant six five Samoan guy? Yeah, like he's <laughs> he, he's right there. Found him. So, yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty quick. We, it was. It was a little gotta, too easy. A, oh, no, I really appreciated that. It was like, yeah, that guy is going to be super noticeable anywhere he is. <laughs> um, I like that. I like the whole 
to your point, I like the whole crane set piece. I like him jumping to the building. I like that it's not um I like that they managed to stitch in his disability issues as less of a weakness in this and, and more of kind of a weirdly works to his strengths unexpectedly in scenes. Or not weirdly, but you know, it works to his strengths in scenes. I thought I thought that was fun. I like I liked that. I thought the um elevator fire sequence was pretty cool, actually, where he I mean it's mm. insane. Yeah, I wouldn't do yeah. that shit with my family. No. <laughs> uh, but there's a scene where um, Nev Campbell and I think their daughter, Georgia, or the son, Henry. <laughs> uh, uh, if, you, if you say it like that, it makes yeah, it true. If I just keep saying weird questions. Henry, uh, Henry Sawyer, Georgia Sawyer. Yeah, nailed correct, it. So. Uh, I fucking nailed it. Um, uh, I like that where the the rock has to or Will Sawyer has to cut the uh, cables and basically the whole, whole idea is he's going to put them in this glass elevator and drop them straight through uh, the the floors that are on fire so that they can actually get to the bottom of the building where it's safe and then they're they're out and done. Um, I thought that was a pretty good action sequence. I mean, it's, it's obviously a little unrealistic. I don't think I ever had would have the the stones to just take an axe. It looks. Chop. It, I mean. It's well shot. It looks fucking it is. terrifying. It is, and and it looks it looks scary as hell. For... I, I think in my notes, where I I would just rather die in the fire. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I take my I think I at least try if I was on that on the elevator. I mean, I guess if I had my kids with me, I would feel obligated to try. But if it was me on my own, I might just be like, no thanks. <laughs> just, like, just give up. All right, cool. I'll, I'll take my chances with the fire. <laughs> um. What about the uh, the thing of him freescaling the, the the facade of the building? So pretty awesome. Although there's some issues where like he breaks the window to the outside, kind of easy. Where like I feel like those windows are like a little more durable, three feet thick. I mean, they'd have to be. I don't know how high up in the air, but to be that high up in the air, like they'd have, they. You would like a person just wouldn't be able to break them. <laughs> like they'd be massive. Yeah, it, it takes two shots at it, and the second shot gets it. I'm like, eh, it's probably not. Yeah. Uh, probably <laughs> but not again, works. he's the rock, so I mean, I buy it. <laughs> he's pretty fucking huge. I mean, look, I, I look at my arms, and I'm like, I could try forever and never break that window. And I look at his arms, and they're fifty times bigger than mine. And I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what that means if you're that strong. Maybe it's possible. I so uh, what? Good. As uh, one funny thing to me. So he breaks the window. And he scales that, and the reason he has to do it, he has he has to get into like the penthouse that like Zhao has locked that only like he has special access to, and there's this, like special access, and it's. Somehow, the way this computer is designed, the only way to access the special like door release on the penthouse is behind the wind turbines, <laughs> like six hundred feet in the air. It's like it's very video game. It's very video. That's gamey. not how computers work. <laughs> like no, if a computer can access it, the computer can access it. Like it's also like so in the event of an emergency. <laughs> In the event of emergency, Someone has to do this. We're gonna have a guy uh free climb the front of this building and he's gonna go and uh open open up this special hatch. Also, I found it very funny. Um so they they're 
he like scales down the and then, then what it is my understanding is it's a wind thing generating energy for the building supposed to so yeah. it, it should just be catching the wind and that's what's making it move to generate energy well he does something and it makes it speed up <laughs> yeah it's it's science <laughs> it's like it should just be the wind powering it to move you shouldn't be able to like hit a computer program that doubles the speed yeah i that's one of those things where at, at this point I'm, I'm i'm kind of just on board of they, let's right. just get to the finish and and, and find and out like you know pushing obstacles and things and so this is like the point of the movie i'm like all right i you either get on board or you don't and like i get if you don't want to and I'm I'm willing to just get on board of the rock has to do these things to save his daughter. I do like the the set piece, even though the rock's not technically in it. Um where they have this awesome helipad that extends out from yeah, the uh, from cool. the top of the building, and then there's just this small sort of personal helicopter that comes with it. Uh that's when uh, Zhao gets attacked for the first time and his bodyguards uh, there's one bodyguard, I can't remember what his name is, that basically thwarts uh, uh, Botha's, Botha's attempts to to get away by, uh, he has one, he has like one chance when he's been wounded to basically either <laughs> shoot his assailants or then he actually leans up and then just shoots the pilot, blows the helicopter, or sends the helicopter spiraling into the building and basically blows up their exit to get out of the building. So I think that was pretty cool. Um, I will say the the, the final set piece in the uh holodeck if we're gonna call it that um that was well, i was gonna say that um the it, extending it, helipad is part of like the building feels cool yeah that's one of the things like the build if the building feels cool it feels like a cool setting for a movie yeah and that that goes a long way for me I, yeah I, I really i like, did watch yeah. uh logan's run uh, a few weeks ago and i hadn't seen that in probably 25 <laughs> years uh, for good reason. Right. It's, it's really not that good. Uh, but it is it is funny because it's supposed to be set in this very modern society. And um, it was filmed in like probably 1970 or 72. And um, the modern society is like a shopping mall. Like that's like the whole, yeah. the whole like premise of this <laughs> it's like futuristic malls. looking. Wow. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, it's not supposed to be a mall, but it's like that's the architecture they're using as sort of like a, a reference yeah. point to like show you the future. It's like, ugh. This at least is like okay. It's a cool, which it's a like, cool, interesting building. Yeah, which like 15, 20 years that aged well, and then uh, yeah, not like so much. until about nineteen eighty seven when it's like, oh, well, that's where my kids had. Uh, they sat on Santa's lap one year. <laughs> oh, do they have an orange Julius? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the premise of uh, Logan's Run is uh, when everybody <laughs> reaches the age of thirty, you either work at Orange Julius or you must be sent out to the, the Badlands <laughs> to be murdered. Fair. Yeah, so the final final action sequence, uh, I like the misdirect between uh, the Rock and Zal tricking yeah, the bad so guys like, that he's a, the, he's a heel, and the Rock gets into the panel and talks to him and is like, and they don't show what their plan is, but it's like the Rock is kind of like here, like I forget what his line is, but it's like, well, we're gonna do things my way, and like you never know if like that's really what it is, but it seems like Zal double crosses him. Mm-hmm. In this moment where he's like gonna um 
like pulls the gun from him is like i don't fucking care about you and your daughter like i'm getting out of here do whatever the hell you want with them um but it's all part of a whole like plan within this pearl holodeck (laughs) insanity thing do you think that was part of the plan like the holodeck was i guess it kind of was i guess it was because they they throw that card (laughs) thing out to actually activate it so you're right that had to be part of the plan it's also an insane plan because it's so much chaos but i guess that's their i guess that's the only shot so we just got to introduce chaos and hope for the best (laughs) with your kid on the line seems pretty risky move (laughs) yeah it's probably my first choice i i just don't like the uh the emphasis they put on this room sort of being the only reason that that, you know that they can because because they basically set up as a like you said earlier it becomes a hall of mirrors and that's now their vehicle for just tricking every single henchman that follows them in there. It's a, it's a reverse engineered finale. Like they're like, Oh, like what would be cool? Well, it's like a hall of mirrors that's been done before. What about a hall of like video screens of cameras? Like, it's like, Oh, like you see the same person everywhere because the cameras are showing them on these different screens. Like, but it has no, like, has no meaning or relevancy to the rest of the movie. Like yeah. this is just its own separate thing they came up with, and so like, there's not it's not that satisfying of Mm-mm. an ending. I, and like, no. they do the classic where like the um, Will is facing off against the bad guy who's got his daughter held hostage. Like puts his gun down to this thing, and he's like. There's just one thing. I'm actually behind you. <laughs> and it's like it's been like a TV screen the whole time. It's like, well, that could have been his plan. He could have known it was gonna work out that way. And so it's like, it's like ah, like, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah, like, I that's yeah, where I, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll get on board with it, but that's right. I, I you almost don't care at that best. point because it's the movie's over and yeah, um, both is dead and it's not that compelling of a, a bad guy so their showdown doesn't really yeah just you just don't care it's yeah, it's yeah. what it basically like, is supposed to be is you want like, the rock to save his family but like it, I, th- it, I think it's supposed yeah, to be like redemption from what happened to him 10 years before is like okay he's, yes, he's actually definitely. now in the exact same scenario can he yeah, make the right but, decision instead of letting the bad guy live um we make the, the hard decision to kill him because it's the right thing to do for the movie yeah i um and also, we didn't talk about it. On top of this, The Rock's wife is also uh, in a shootout <laughs> while yeah. all this is happening. She somehow uh, saved the Hong Kong police asses by solving the crime for them. She solves <laughs> the crime. They take her everywhere, which is great. They, she, they, yeah. they take her to active crime scenes. <laughs> like yeah. a shootout. She ends up getting in a fist fight with, um, I can't remember what her name is, but I think her name is like, uh z like xi i think was the character's name um yeah zia zia yeah that's it and uh um they just take uh they take the wife of a guy who they kind of suspect is actually being a criminal uh to an active crime scene and she (laughs) yeah yeah right kind (laughs) of does the whole their jobs for them which is pretty fascinating that uh yeah (laughs) and then she actually unlocked i forgot then she unlocks the um 
she uses the tablet and unlocks and restarts. <laughs> this even bothered me at the, they, the they first treat, time I saw it. They treat the the life support systems going to this building like it's a goddamn 2005 modem. So like, in the oh, first, it's not like, working. It's not working to the movie. Like, so like, Will Sawyer is supposed to be kind of like a computer expert. Yeah, and a security so wife, security systems expert. Yeah, right. His wife, her like phone isn't working, and like he's like, well, let's just turn it off and turn it back on, and it's like, oh, now it's working. And so like the payoff for that moment, like in the first like ten minutes of the movie, is in the last ten minutes of the movie to save like his life. She's like, well, I'm just gonna like we we'll just reboot the system. We'll turn it off and turn it back on. They reboot the entire like, building. <laughs> I, I I I do believe like that that might actually work. It's not, yeah, but not in thirty seconds. Of, it's, it's not like, that satisfying of a payoff. Of, like, it's not, and I'm just like, you're gonna tell me a tablet, just a single it's tablet, just like not that fun of a thing like yeah no it's it could because that's i was actually thinking about it, and you're like you're right i'm like you're right there, there's it's never also any- like something we all should kind of know like if you have an electronics device that's not working like well the first thing you do is turn it off and turn it back on like <laughs> well and so this is where props to die hard because they do a great job establishing stakes and sort of the rules of the, the movie with the the team that's outside and like they spend a lot of time establishing those rules so you feel like they're grounded and it's like okay they're gonna like you know the FBI is gonna cut the power when they cut the power this thing yeah. happens we know how this is all gonna go and then this will happen and that will happen and okay so you cut you know as an audience you kind of can follow where you you know the pacing of of what the action is gonna be after yeah. that this it's sort of like they skip all of those pieces other than just saying there's this central right. hub you. That, yes, that's a great point. Like we have no understanding of you don't have your bearings. Where, yeah, yeah, yep. And, and I, th- I think that was a mistake. Was to your point, it, it is a kind of a quicker action movie, but you lack the bearings you need to sort of give stakes to what it, Nev Campbell. It never doing. feels like it never feels like anyone's being smart. <laughs> no, like it feels dumb. It feels like dumb luck that she solves it because yeah. she's like, well, I'm just going to turn the building off and I'm going to turn it back on. Well, yeah. Okay, it worked. It's like that's that's not great. Like, so I, I'm slowly coming to the conclusion doing this uh, run of the podcast. Die Hard is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> it's close. I think I think it has a. Uh, a how many movies tried to do the same thing and just, just fail? <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard. I think I think that proves movies are lightning in a bottle. You know, that was a script that sat on the shelf for probably ten years. It got kicked around. Yeah. Uh, you had a good and director in McTiernan. Eight, ten years earlier, probably wouldn't have been. Yeah, no, no, not at all, not at all. And I, I think I was looking at this uh, Instagram thing today, and it made me laugh because it was like, I wish I could find what it was, but it was like all these people who were, were signed on for like critical roles that like it just didn't work out. And one of them it was like the first one was like Harvey Keitel on Apocalypse Now, and like yeah, I can't not see it with martin sheen like that seems bizarre another one obviously was a yeah. famous one was yeah. eric stoltz as marty mcfly and it's like yep i it's not the same movie it's just not the right you know oh it would have been bad with him i i've i've read yeah. some of the making of stuff and like they had to change it was like the movie legitimately wasn't working with him yeah and i'm, I'm glad they changed it, it i'm sure it yeah. sucks for him yeah. but like there were a couple others where um 
Oh, is Connery's Gandalf. Well, and the stuff I've read too, you know, like, like I don't, that. I don't think, um, yeah, well, I don't think Eric Stoltz was that happy. Like, I don't think it was working for him either, quite. Oh, like, good. I mean, I'm, the, I'm, I'm glad they made the change. Yeah, for him, it, it, it was well. the right, yeah. it was the right yeah. move, and and history's proved that. I yeah. think, but um, we wouldn't have that. Yeah, but uh, um, I think that's kind of what Die Hard is. Is Die Hard's kismet, and it just happens to be, you know, right right time right place right people and just one of those things that happens to just kind of work and i yeah i think replicating it's a fault if people keep trying to do it which they do they keep trying to do it so oh i think it's fine i think it's a great concept and easy like it just well someone just like crushed it the first time out yeah like you're just not gonna you're not gonna do that again and so it's always gonna be like well and i think that's how movies got pitched for a while was like I think that was an industry term was sort of like die hard on a blank. And that's again, with the kind of what this podcast is based around is, is like, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's, okay. That was a huge movie. Let's, let's just take let's that, do that. that concept and, and let's, let's apply it to something else. Yeah. So I, I, I this made me want to go back and watch towering Inferno. I haven't seen it in a couple of years and I wanted to, I want to go back and see it. Yeah. Again. You had that in your notes and I was like, Oh man, yeah, it's been probably like 10 years more probably since I've seen that. And I was like, yeah, actually that'd be fun to go back in. And so a lot of those seventies disaster movies, um, I was like, Oh, it's been, I did like, I mean, it's probably like 15 years ago. I did a bunch of those of just like, Oh, I've never seen those. Like, yeah. let me run through them. And now, uh, yeah, but oh man, I kind of be due to like rip through some of those again. That'd be pretty fun. Well, I, I kind of remember it as like um, your two big heroes are McQueen and um, oh God, Paul Newman and OJ Simpson. Uh, OJ Simpson. Oh fuck, he is in that. I forgot he's a security <laughs> guard who succumbs to the smoke. Um, if only we knew then what we knew now. Uh, <laughs> we just let him die on that whatever floor of that that building. Um, uh, I think, um, I, that's where I was wondering, and I want to go back and see it is the rock trying to kind of capture those two different roles, maybe in one, and maybe that's a, mm, a little bit, maybe it's a mistake. So I, I, again, it's been long enough that I can't remember it that well. And I want, I want to see it again. So I really enjoyed this one. I, I like the first time I saw it, I remember enjoying it. And I think a good bit of it is just, I'm like, oh yeah, I see what they, they're trying to do. They're doing Die Hard again, but it's with The Rock with these different variables in it, and I'm fully on board with that. And like, that's like, let's do it. And like, I, I think like, I, I just immediately get what they're going for. So like, my expectations are not like they're high, but not like. They're high in the sense that, like, oh, they're doing the movie I want to see, <laughs> and they're like, it's not like I expect this to be great. It's just like they're doing what I want. <laughs> and yeah. So, but so speaking to that, the director of this writer director is Rawson Marshall Thurber, who a name I could not have told you before before I looked it up on this was not. I was not aware of him as anything but i've been aware of his work for quite some time <laughs> and i think i think the reason i enjoy this the, <laughs> this guy and i might just be on the same like wavelength <laughs> like because all right so talk to me come on let's hear it 
Did you ever watch the uh, online shorts Terry Tate Office Linebacker? No. Oh my god, you got to check them out. <laughs> <laughs> so, the concept is it's like a business office, and they bring in a consultant, and it's a guy who's like a linebacker in the NFL, and. <laughs> He just comes in and like annihilates people <laughs> all the time. And so, is it like the guy, ESPN commercials? Like, because they yes. had a couple though. Okay. Yes. Yep. 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 And so this guy is like writer director on some of that that stuff, and then uh, does dodgeball. The Ben Stiller. Yep. Like that, just pop, movie. that just popped up. Okay. All right. Uh. Does and I hadn't seen this till a couple years ago, but I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. We're the Millers. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That was that was okay. He's so, actually but, okay. You're right. He, he has done a lot of stuff. He also did his... Central Intelligence, which I have not seen that you it, brought up earlier, and now I'm definitely gonna see it. I think it, right. It, it, well, I'm definitely gonna see it now. Like, I think this guy, I might just love what he does. So did Skyscraper, which I enjoy, and then um, 2021 did Red Notice, which I know. Got some flack on like film Twitter or whatever, but I watched it with my wife and kids, which is not for me can change things a little bit because it's just like if I'm watching like particularly with my kids and they're like enjoying it, it really carries it a long way for me. But we had a blast watching Red Notice and it's the same guy. And I was like, oh, man, I like (laughs) That is pretty weird. I I might I might just like what this guy does. Like I'm going to like. I don't. It might just be this guy is making movies for whatever my brain is into. I mean, hey, if 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 it works for you, do it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was just like, this is hilarious. This guy is just like really like been hitting me. It's a, the fact that he was making shorts that I was into. <laughs> that is pretty random. Like, and never knew like it was the same guy doing all these things I kept enjoying. It was I was like, oh my god! Like, I, um, apparently this guy and I are just like, I, I, I gotta meet I, this guy. I tried to watch Red Notice uh, right before I fell asleep, and I just couldn't get into it one time. And that was I never really came back to it. So um, I like Ryan Reynolds. I think uh, Gal Gadot is amazing, amazing. Well, and uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just Ryan Reynolds is kind of one of those guys who's. I like him, but he's starting to get to my saturation point with. I yeah, he's especially some of the streaming stuff in the past. I didn't in like that, in that guy. time. Yeah, when the Red Notice came out, he was in like, and it might be a holdover from COVID stuff or like. I think it, like, I, I think it was. He I, had like just, four or five things that just like hit really yep. late, and it was just like it was like Deadpool too, right, and, and like a yeah. bunch of other stuff that I was like, it just feels like he's... Right, it's just the Ryan Reynolds persona. Like, okay. Like I, yeah. I, I uh, miss. Yeah. Uh, I've also cashed in all of my Chris Pratt stock. So if that counts for anything, well, hope, hope you get some money on it. Cause <laughs> I think no, it's, I didn't <laughs> think it's a, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's it, it, after man, after that first Guardians of the galaxy movie, <laughs> it was like, yeah, it, it would have been like $500 a share. And, I know it's just dropped since <laughs> could do no wrong. And then it's just like, he just keeps making stuff. It's just, I just more think and more derivative. I just get the sense. He's not that interested in. He's content to do like these franchise things, making a bunch of money is like, like I'm set for life. Like what's like, what do I need to do? 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I would, I would tend to agree. I think everybody was was in for it when it was the uh, change from him playing. Uh, oh God, what's his name on? Um, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. I'm trying to think what yeah, his name was. Yeah, and then went Andy. to. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Oh, you went to Jurassic guy. World, and then Guardians of the Galaxy." Well, no, like, oh, he, he right. did. He did Zero Dark Thirty. Like that was like a big deal. Was he got super ripped and like super in shape for Zero Dark Thirty? And that was like his first, I think, action role. Everybody's like, "Oh, oh shit!" Like this, something's going on with this it's guy. Gonna like, be, he, uh, yeah, like, yeah, it's a big deal. And it was. And then he did a couple of pretty good movies, and he did Parks and Rec that goes full full time into movies. And then it's like, yeah, it's okay, maybe not. I think he got into two franchises where it's yeah. just like i can either just do these it'd be fine for the next 15 years of my life or fight Which, against I mean, that and like yeah yeah his... I, to your point earlier about the the rock you know with his career choices being more probably maybe, maybe a little more financially motivated i look at it i mean fuck dude's 10 years older than us and he's probably worth hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars like, yeah okay. uh, like, really can't and... blame him well, and for him, I can get to like he really like he put the work in. Yes, he was in a lot. Like he, he was in the wrestling, but like he's on like a random episode of like Star Trek Voyager, and like really, he, yeah, and and there's like, and then like slowly he really like slowly built. Like, he's like a like supporting role in um uh, Get Smart, the Steve yeah. Carell one. Yeah, and like and, like he really like slowly built, and so I think. I get like it took a long time for him to become a the star he became. And I, yeah. I think he's like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this and do like be a movie star. And like, yeah, it's, just... uh, and I, 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 I can't fault him for that. I, um, um, yeah. And I, I, mean, I, I mean, also I mean, always he, enjoy him. He, he also played for the hurricanes. I think, did he play pro? I think he just I played. For, University I forget. Miami. I, I think just college, but I forget. There's like some of the guys that get confused with if they played a tiny bit in the pros or. Yeah. Oh, I think he was just college, but yeah. Okay. Not 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 quite a Terry Crews type guy. Yeah yeah yeah. All right. So, uh, are you ready? Are you ready to rate this? Oh yes. You want me to go first? As much as you goddamn derail us during this podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with your uh, talk of hobbits and strippers. <laughs> uh, look, I will say like the Claremont Lounge is a I feel bad. I feel like I'm like a weirdo when I said that. But the reality is it, it's not <laughs> it's not a bad place. It's a body positive place. And it's more kind of built around people just having fun, a good time. And and it's not like a creepy strip club vibe. Um uh, I gave this three. Um, what, what was my ranking system? Hold on. <laughs> um, my notes were pretty short on this because I was I was doing other stuff. But uh, I would give this uh, three out of five double helix fan renewable wind turbine <laughs> blades. Um, I liked it more than I thought. I gave this two out of five on Letterbox before I watched it again. I think this was better, much better than I had given it credit for. How about you? I'm I'm just happy to hear you say much better than you gave it credit for. That's all I wanted. I, I, I will <laughs> say this: the two surprises I've had in this series so far, Under Siege felt worse than I remember, and this felt better than I remember. And yes! those are the two movies we just did back to back. I'm I'm curious how much that is to do with doing them in this run where we've done a bunch of these types of movies, and like oh, the Seagal is so not 
good. And like the rocket like is good. And I, I, I just be curious doing it, not having done like die hard on a something movies where like, it's probably not looking. Yeah. If that, if that would change your view of it at all to not be viewing it through that lens a bit, but um, um maybe I do think, like I said, when it was came out, I was probably kind of out on the rock for just, okay. I've, I've, just too much of it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And he was in a ton of shit for a while. He, I mean, I, never. We're talking, about, we're talking about Chris Pratt, kind of the same thing I had with Chris Pratt was like, he just did a bunch of stuff when he's kind of the same guy a whole bunch of times. It just, it just gets old. Um, um, so I think this, yeah, this was surprisingly better. Um, I don't know if taking it out of doing this run would have, would have made a huge difference though. Okay. So I'm going to give this, I'm just going to say, fuck it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the caution to the wind. Four out of five, uh, window safes. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't talk about that. That was pretty, we both were like, oh, that's pretty awesome. That window safe that Zal has. So I like that. Cause, cause yeah, they, cause they've got like cameras all around the building. So they, I guess in the penthouse, it looks like it's like a wall of windows, but apparently if it's not all of it, that at least one of them is actually, it's just like showing a camera view of the outside, but it's so high def, it looks real. And one of them is actually a safe where you just see, like put your hand in a certain part of the window and it scans it open to be the safe. It's like, that seems pretty fucking legit. like pretty secure and cool. And like, I don't know, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I, I like I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going four out of five. Um, I don't know. I can't really defend that entirely, but I just do really <laughs> enjoy this movie. It's I, I have a lot of fun. It just, I um I yeah no yeah. again better than I expected. I, I did not give this enough credit. I, I kept dreading this, and then I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna like it. It's gonna be a slog. And watched it. It was better. Like I said, I to me it was better than Under Siege. Under Siege, I think is is now that now that as an adult, I can see the seams of of what makes Seagal popular yeah um not good will say made me laugh related to this podcast uh woke up this morning about seven uh with the boys and i was scanning through to see what was on tv because i was looking for the f1 race uh did not find the f1 race but they were doing a seagull like 1990s 1980s um marathon on on amc (laughs) so uh nice hard to kill was on at like seven in the morning i'm like that's That's a not bit appropriate. Much. Yeah, not not appropriate, and it's just a bit much at uh, seven a.m. So, uh, I wish I had known. I would have woken up early. <laughs> I, you know what? You you, you didn't miss them. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, okay. I did not. But I, I will say for th- I will say like for this, if like tomorrow night, it'd be like kind of like wrapped up our normal stuff, and like like oh, I'm gonna put TV on. Like oh, what's on TV? And if like FX was showing a skyscraper, I'd probably put it on. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. So, blame I, I, I that's I don't. Know. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah, and it's not like that bad for kids. You know, it's not that violent. Right. Well, you could. Yeah. You yeah. could kind of get when we talk about the Rock and PG thirteen. Like, yeah. you can kind of get why he's doing that because it just hits a bigger audience. And yeah. Like, you can become a bigger star. Like, but like, are, do your kids know who the Rock is? Kinda, um, Carter. Carter does, I think, to an extent, um, yeah. but not like. 
I don't think he has the full context of like the, his career yeah, in wrestling I, and, and the movies. I mean, Jumanji is probably the difference because my yeah. kids are a little older, and that was a big, big one of yeah that for that at that time. Um. Well, so we'll, all right. So you give it three. I give it three. You give it four. Um, we've got dread, cliffhanger, Ooh. speed, Ooh. and passenger fifty-seven left. So that's yeah. So okay, this is episode six. <laughs> Ooh, Navy Seals. Um, what your the balls in your court, buddy? What do we? What do you want? I'm to glad do there next? was another one because I I couldn't I I couldn't have had a big reaction. <laughs> that's that's all I had. Well, they're all pretty. Um, they're they're all pretty different. Like that's they're all going to be. I think they're all. Yeah, this I, is I, I, really I, tough. As I recall, they're all good and or fun movies. I the, I'm not sure. Past your fifty seven. Really? Ages Re- that well. I, I, I've seen that not too long ago. I feel there's a montage in that that always makes me laugh where I will. Um, it's just because it feels like a low budget action movie. And it's just them shooting uh, B-roll of just planes. It's like planes, 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 planes. <laughs> planes. And then they played the movie planes <laughs> and they played the movie planes on the airplane as Pastor 57 kills a bunch of terrorists. Starring <laughs> airplane. Starring airplane. Um, yeah. Robert Stack comes out, too. Yeah, oh, man. I, I definitely I really want to end this on some high notes um, and make sure like make sure that speed to me is like a speed and cliffhanger, yeah. I think, are unassailable. That, so I'm kind of wanting to yeah, save those. Because I feel like that's what I've never seen dread. I um I think you might be pleasantly surprised by it. So I'm tempted. I'm tempted. That's Carl Urban. Yeah, it's Carl. It's Carl Urban. Uh, I gotta, I, yeah, I always, I always really like him. So I'm, te- I'm tempted to go that. Oh, man, Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> I, I let's wrap up the planes. Okay. Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> Wesley Snipes in my life. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, R.I.P. It's got baseball Tom season's Sa- coming up. I'll probably be watching. Oh, man, I forgot Tom Sizemore's in that. Okay. Yep, he uh, that's appropriate, appropriate. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. It's sad to see he passed away because he's he was in some man, yeah. he was in some fucking amazing movies uh, during yes he was um uh yeah I, I think I think I'm good for Pastor Fifty Seven I think that'll be that'll be a fun it's a fun it's a probably the most fun of the three or the four that were left but I think I think when we watch Dread the most be, fun interesting. It's just like an old school action movie. Like it's an old school eighties action movie. Like, and I think that's that's uh, also exciting. Uh, an hour twenty four minutes. Exactly. <laughs> like it's like the perfect, like holdover nineties action or from the eighties nineties action movie. Um, and, and look, I, I do. I will say, <laughs> I think Dread is Dread is fun. It's just, uh, it's I remember being just a heavy movie. <laughs> it's just like not like a light fun action movie <laughs> for whatever that's worth mm, okay hmm. navy seals oh I'm, then i'm excited i mean no i'm excited to see that now that sounds pretty good and let's see while we are talking about it if i were to go look up passenger 57 wow, i could man, watch it director nothing for uh, passenger 57 he's the director for passenger 57 
than a shitload of TV. Um, <laughs> uh, who is it? I, I let me see. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm just not, I'm not familiar. Kevin Hooks. Let's see. I will say that all the other movies that are like notorious that people people who like Pastor Fifty Seven also like The Rock, Demolition Man, Con Air, Air Force One, Cobra, Cliffhanger, Bloodsport. <laughs> Last Boy Scout, Tango and Cash, Eraser, U.S. Marshals, and Hard Target. All in my wheelhouse. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, um, it's, it's very much one that's just a safe place to be. <laughs> it's a safe place. As long as you pay your income taxes. So you can nice. rent. Your, you can, do, well, oh, man. Maybe we need to try to get Jay for this one because uh, he's met Wesley Snipes. He has? Yeah. Uh yeah, no, we should achieve this. <laughs> Absolutely. So you, so you can rent Passenger Fifty Seven on Amazon for two ninety nine. Really? Or or buy it for nine ninety nine. Um, damn. think about it. <laughs> I am torn. Yeah. Here's a here's a weird curveball mm-hmm. for you. The Rock's ex wife is actually his business manager. I've seen that before. Yeah. I just that seems like that'd be tough to do. Now when you're the rock. Now when you're the rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, on that note, all right. Like, skyscraper, week, baby. <laughs> skyscraper, better than we thought. Underrated. Underrated, uh, I think. Underrated. Um, and we solved all the problems. We figured them all out. So I'm <laughs> glad we I'm glad we took care of that. <laughs> and we talked about it for half the time. <laughs> we did. We can talk about Hobbit some more next week. Beautiful. Goodbye.